Dog Bar in Meredith City, the hottest spot in all of LFT 926. It's Elite Week on Radio Free Galactica Channel 07. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Elite Week, episode 82. Words are win. Galactic Water Cooler. Friday, June 11th, 2021. I am your host, Kai Zen, and uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those nights. With me, as always, we've got uh, my tactical officer, Tweak74. How are you doing, Tweak? I'm doing just fine. I hope everybody's ready to have some fun talking conversations this fine evening because uh, I think some things were said. Some good things, a lot of not so good things, according <laughs> to a lot of us anyways. 
So uh, excited to get into it. Yes, yes. We hope that you are ready to have some good talking conversations. I think Tweaked has already hit the bottle. Tweaked, uh, we received a, a little something from our sponsor, 6 and 20. Uh, we each got a bottle of uh, Liquid Fesh Source at Ray Gateway Diaguandry, uh, which is basically... Absolutely. It's a, it's a wheat bourbon that... Uh, this, is some, this is some legit stuff, man. Or wheat whiskey. Absolutely. It was delicious. I've already had two glasses of it. I'm on a third, and then I'll have my coffee. So Hell yes. Hell yes. Uh, we at Elite Week do not accept cash, but we do take booze, and we'll give out our address. So, yeah, that's good news. Um, I am also, by the way, I'm enjoying a little Dragon's Milk with the right hand and uh, a little 6 and 20 whiskey in the left hand because, like I said, I dual wield. Boss lady, how are you doing tonight? Well, I am fabulous. We just had a huge raid from Astro over on Twitch, and I'm looking forward to uh, chit-chatting about Elite this week, so it's good to be here. Oh, hell yeah. Astro, brother, if you are, I get it, if you're like, dude, I'm exhausted, it's, you know, crazy o'clock, but if you are not exhausted, pop in. We've got some crazy clips set up, and we're going to have some good roundtable conversations, and you are always welcome on Elite Week, brother, so... I hope uh, I hope you'll pop in, and if you don't, oh well. Enjoy the show, and uh, thank you for the raid. But I really hope you pop in. I could use with this. I could use a smart Dane to sort of balance out the the uh, the two dumb Americans and the boss lady. Uh, all right, and Black Maze, how are you doing, brother? Oh seven, and thank you. I'm I'm conflicted. I'm here with some wonderful company. And it's always a pleasure to be invited onto your show, of course. But then I'm here to talk about some bad stuff too. So talk my heart out a bit. What are you What are you drinking tonight, brother? Dude, it's 2 a.m. and I'm drinking water. That's probably a smart choice. That's probably a smart choice. I get it. I get it. And it's hot. It's very hot. So yeah, gotta hydrate. Right on. Right on. Very cool. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, and get this whole thing started we're gonna do a, a little bit of a weird uh, uh show tonight as far as we're not gonna do a lot of the regular stuff there's just so many things that we have to get to so intro wise we've got clips on clips on clips uh we heard you like clips so we put clips in your clips uh as far as uh <laughs> we're, we're skipping we're gonna skip real life science i know and you know what this is crazy i can't believe we're skipping real life science this week because legitimately i shit you not and we're gonna get into it next week a united states congressman from the state of texas actually asked the bureau of land management and the forestry service if they could maybe think about changing the orbit of the moon or the earth to help deal with you know uh excessive heat and climate change like oh my god that's a thing (laughs) we can do that no problem I, I, I swear on a stack of Bibles, I'm, I'm changing. There was a guy who was like, please don't swear uh, on the Lord's name or whatever, whatever. So I swear on a stack of Bibles. That is a real thing that happened this week. Uh, and we're going to talk about it next week on the on the science news. But uh, we also have the new elite drinking game, which is whenever a community manager tells you that they're telling the truth or that they are honest by nature, you have to take a drink. Let's see who's alive at the end of this show. Woo! If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Elite Week and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Elite Week. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, 
check out anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at eliteweek3306 at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord, where you can check out or contribute to community feedback, resources on turning the wheel, and real-time updates about Elite from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, feel free to follow at EliteWeek3306 for news and information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space news. We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show. You're listening to Elite Week. This is Burgerant. Subscribe if you want. Who fucking cares? That's right. All right, we're going to skip the Dark Wheel update. The Dark Wheel is doing its thing. We're continuing to rise in Hrimfaxi. We're going to go ahead and knock this one off and then progress to Phase 4, as we've told you. Um, with regard to other sort of issues to go over, let's start at the very top with... I want to give a huge, huge shout-out to a new program that is out there. It's called Fly Dangerous. And I was turned on to it by uh, a friend, uh, a certain Sanderling, who uh, said, you got to check in, check this out. Um, so I, I hopped over to their Discord. A link to both the Discord as well as the, um, um, what do you call it, uh, GitHub thing to get the program itself will be in the show notes. If you are a, a, a person who just absolutely loves flying in the amazing planet tech that we had in uh, Horizons, <clears throat> you should definitely check this out. This is a labor of love. Uh, we're going to have uh, the, the creator on next week to go over it, but I want to pimp it out now and pimp it out next week. It's that good. Basically... Uh, what they did was take, how do I say this right? They, and if I, if I, I'm an idiot. So if I don't explain any of this correct, Juki is in the, in the, uh, chat. So for sure, pipe up Juki. Um, what they did was took sort of the flight model of elite and took like the amazing canyons or whatever of like Pomesh and basically created a fan made, sort of love letter to all that is good in, um, you know, elite flying, in the old school elite flying, and created a thing that will always be there now, that you can just go in, you can hoon around, and enjoy the amazing planet tech and the amazing flight model without having it taken away from you by things that we're going to talk about later. Um, so huge, huge shout out to, uh, Juki bomb. And, uh, I, I look forward to getting a demonstration of this thing next week. You know, we'll, we'll put it up on a demonstration on the air so people can see it for themselves. 
those people that uh, are heartbroken, that the old school hooners and flight assists off, um, you know, hardcore uh, flyers, there is an option for you. You don't have to despair. You can fly around in Odyssey and do your in-game Odyssey stuff if you want to do exploration or whatever in, in, in Elite Dangerous on the official game. But when you have that itch that just cannot be satisfied by anything, the only way to scratch it is to have some old school real hooning, you've got Fly Dangerous as an option. And that's a beautiful thing, man. Does anybody want to hop in on, on this Fly Dangerous? I'll just say I've seen two videos, one from Yuki herself and one from Osashis, who uh, tried it with, I don't know if he tried his dual sticks, I think so, but it's it's really cool looking. I think what's particularly interesting about it is the fact that it does the, the FA off thing that they love so much mm-hmm. without some of the limitations that we have, like speed restrictions and stuff in, mm. in Elite. So I think it really does help scratch an itch. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, I mean, no matter who you are, no matter what your deal is, if you're an elite dangerous commander, you should try this out. If for nothing else, just to see what it's about, see what, you know, what there is. And hey, man, fly around and hoon like crazy and crash all you want with zero rebuy. Sounds like a winner to me. All right. So that takes us to our next sort of topic for the evening, which is going to be, um, let's see, how are we going to go about this? Let's let's hop right in on some of the the uh, the sort of streams and and things that have happened. So we all talked about last week how the fact that that uh, the Elite Dangerous uh, sort of frontier developments, that the whole Elite Dangerous team have acknowledged that they need to do better, that they're going to change some things, and Sort of that was kicked off by this roadmap, which was a little underwhelming by Frontier's own acknowledgement. Uh, and uh, that was followed up with a Tuesday stream where Art and uh, Zach chatted about all sorts of things. They started off with a pretty frank and I, I thought it was a decent um, sort of discussion about a lot of issues. Uh, but it was kind of scripted. It was kind of there, you know, it was on their terms and it was scripted and it had a certain feel to it that, that, that was like, okay, this is, you're, you're, off, you're getting off easy. And then immediately after, uh, community manager Art went on Lave Radio and there he wasn't on his home turf. There he was fielding questions from others and you could tell that it was a little less comfortable for him. He had to sort of engage in more real organic conversations as opposed to just sort of, you know, having his script and hitting his points and moving on, moving on. He had to sort of, even though it was a friendly audience, it was still an audience that asked some questions of him that needed. So let's start. What I've done here uh, is created a whole list of clips. We're going to play, you know, each, each one will be like five or six clips. We'll play them and then we'll talk about the different points that were, you know, in each clip. So we're going to go ahead and get it started. One of the things we've, we've listened to, uh, and I've been sort of say, I, the team and I have been sort of relaying back uh, sort of loud and clear is that uh, the community want to know more about what's going on with the development of Odyssey, what comes up, where, when fixes are going to come in, um, sort of what they'll be focusing on, and then generally just being kept along with the, the overall scope of the development. So we went back and I spoke to the team um, at length. And it wasn't something that was, that was taken lightly um, and said, like, look, what were the actual plans for, for Odyssey in terms of, like, 
what do we have in our immediate future? Uh, obviously, the community want to know about the long-term roadmap and how does that look? Um, so we came up with, obviously, the immediate roadmap, which is uh, focusing on uh, making sure that Odyssey is in the, in the state we want it to be in and comfortable in. Um, so that's those five key updates of which we've had two. Um, now, I understand people's frustrations about this. Now, one of the things about being changing our communication is just being honest, which is what I've seen people here and say that please be transparent. I'm being transparent. I've asked exactly what we're going to be getting and I'm, and I'm running through it with you now and I'll go through why we're getting it and why that's going to happen. I saw some of the feedback around uh, the roadmap and people not being happy with the multiple fixes and improvements. Quote, now the reason that was put in there, and I'll tell you, I'll swear on the chin, is because the key focus points are the two points underneath. The reason I don't list out every single key focus and improvement is because to go, it does say in a paragraph underneath, each one of these updates are huge. Uh, the update one was 180 fixes and improvements, I think. Update two was 181. Um, I can't list all of those out. And furthermore, just being open and honest, sometimes these fixes are being tested right until the last moment. And some will be working and be fine until the last moment, and then they'll come out. And what I don't want to do is list out three, four weeks in advance what's going to be coming, and then it doesn't come in, and then you guys get disappointed. So I'm, I'm going to be saying, this is what we're going to put in. We'll release our, which is another reason why we don't put our patch notes out until the day it goes live. There was a phrase in the roadmap that got mean quite a lot. Uh, so what specifically does many fixes mean? Does a it word include that will me to the end of my days? Yeah, I mean, does it include, you know, obviously, obviously performance fixes, et cetera, or does it include things like balance passes, uh, engineering changes, handheld weapon balance, or basically, is it just fixing stuff that's broken? Or does no, it, it, is, it, is it's, it is everything. I mean, I said it on stream. The reason why we wrote it that way, and this is a genuine, as I said before, like I'm, I'm, I'm very keen to pull back the veil. And you have, to, you have to understand that it's not, and it isn't a frontier thing. I know people, because they, they see other, other companies, but there are, there is a general fear in the entire industry of like, you know, you show too much and people just will, will pity you for it regardless. Um, so I'm trying, like, and we are trying to, to pull back the curtain a bit more, but the honest answer is the reason it's written many fixes and improvements. And there was a long argument about even putting that line in there. Um, just because it was like, we will get one or two responses here. It looks, if we just leave the two headings, people are going to think we're just fixing two things. And it was generally a case of like, well, we'll put it in because each update will have like a 180 plus, I would imagine on average, um, changes. And it is, does include balance passes and stuff like that. They make more slight adjustments. Um, it's, it's a bit of everything that goes into it. And the reason we don't publish exactly what's going in is, as I said on stream, they don't know until literally the day before, like, right, this is ready to go. It's been tested fully and it's going to be in. And for us to put out a, a roadmap that says, here's the 100, or whatever it be, I don't know, what's that, three times 180, uh, it's just 600, say, there's 600 changes. Um, because some of it may not make it, some of it might not work, and some of it might work until it goes in and then just for whatever reason doesn't work, uh, which we had before. Uh, I think it was update two or one, but there was an exploit with fleet carrier infantry, which I'm, I, know, it's, I know people are well aware of. Um, and we thought we'd fix that three times and it just didn't, it didn't take for whatever reason. And, you know, it's just one of the things. That's why we, we put out the patch notes when we do, but we put in the line, lovers or haters for it. And I guess in the feeling is hate, <laughs> but, but we put it in there because it's just a lot of stuff that goes in. It's more to give an example of like these updates are not just going to be the two sort of headline things we've, we've put in that week. There will be a lot of other things that goes in each week, including performances as, and other bits and bobs. Yeah. It's a bit of feedback. To that, from an outsider looking in, I would suggest that that statement was counterproductive for you guys. Um, and that if, as and when you do more roadmaps, which we hope you will, 
if there's stuff you can say, just give examples. Just let us know the scope of it. Even if you can't, you know, say anything, because it comes across as, oh, crumbs, they said they'd be out on the 4th. We quickly better write this back on the back of a tag packet and put it out. I'm sure that's not what happened, but that's just how it came across with the vague sort of statement. Yeah, look, look, I'll be totally honest. Um, we wanted to get the, out on the 4th because we said we'd get out on the 4th. And we were like, look, if we're going to change the way we communicate, we have to stick to what we've just said. So it was a case of, right, well, then let's, let's get it out. And there was a genuine fear, and this is me being 100% honest, of like, well, we just have the headlines, people are going to think we're doing nothing. But in reality, the scope of work is so vastly different to that, that we didn't want that to come across. And yeah, it's a poor choice of wording, and it hasn't worked out well for us, but I'm one of people like, I, I'm not going to sit here and argue that and say, like, it's a, it, you're wrong, or, or the community's wrong. You're absolutely right to, to call us out on it. Um, it's something we'll, we'll get better at. Um, but I'm very much like, right, cool, I'll bank that feedback, and I'm going to move forward and be like, right, next time, we'll, we'll get it better. Probably won't get it right next time. <laughs> to be honest, now, that alpha for us was incredibly successful. It worked. It was stable. Um, as far as we were concerned, it did exactly what it wanted to do. We got the information. We popped it in the system. We merged these two humongous worlds together, and then obviously things just exploded and went horribly wrong. <laughs> and it's not—it's not stuff we planned for. And I—I I do understand, and we do understand players' frustrations about not being able to play the game, connectivity issues, which are a huge thing deal for us. Um, we certainly didn't want that, and there was no way we'd, we'd have pressed that button if we knew that was what the issues were going to be. I think difficult is fair to say. I think in the spirit of being honest, I think I'm not going to sit here and say it's been uh, a sunny day at the beach for us. It's, uh, it's quite the opposite. But yes, it's uh, been a difficult and challenging few weeks. I mean, on that subject, I mean, we really feel for the amount of work that developers and, and the CMs and everybody else are, is, is going through at the moment. Um, I mean, can you share with us the general mood that everybody's in? Yeah, um, I don't know. How do, how do, I, I thought I, the best way to explain it is determined, I think, um, is probably the, the best word to, to describe. Certainly my team and certainly the development team. Um, you know, it's it's not how we wanted it to go by a you know by a country mile to keep with the the theme. Um, so we're determined to make it right, and we're determined to to win back you know the community's trust uh, in us. So it's a long road, and it's one of those things. I think I said it on stream today. We can talk a lot about it, and I can I can say what I intend to do. And I think people that have dealt with me will know that I'm pretty much a man of my word. If I say something, I'll do it. Um, but I'm also conscious of the fact that people who haven't had that experience in the past so it's a case of I'm fully prepared to take it on the chin until they see the changes so I think defined is the right word and eager to, to get it right at the moment there was a lot of stuff that just went wrong when we merged two products together um, and it was things that just and I said on the chin today were generally blindsided by the things just went literally could put in the biggest way in many different ways all at once like a firework going off and everyone was just like well that definitely is not what was supposed to happen when we pressed that button um, and now it's just a case of we have and we have genuine issues, which players are like, this is rubbish, it doesn't work, it doesn't work for us, it's frustrating, and we listen. And then on the flip side of that, we're like, this isn't working because there's generally a bug in here that is making it not work. So we need to fix that first and then see if it's still causing players an issue. Was it about a month, a month and a half, or a month, <laughs> month, two months per act? That's the plan. That's the plan. Okay. Um, so it, it, I hope it might end. It might end around Christmas, it might end just after Christmas, so January, Feb time. Just, it just depends on what certain things happen. We are only Act 2, just about to go into it, but I know how fast time flies, and the stuff we want to get involved 
for the next stuff. I mean, this is just literally, I mean, this is, a, I, 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 I'm really excited for this story. I've taken none of that away, but this is really our first, first one. And I'm like, all I want to do is build on it and build on it and build on it. And we had our first sort of tentative question meetings this morning about like, this is what I, cause I, I know what happens at the end, obviously. So I'm like, I want to have this option. I think this would be a really cool thing. And the, the answer we got was, yeah, that's actually a, a really cool idea. Let's, let's start getting some structure in for where we want to go next. So it isn't just going to, so this storyline as in the Asm saga might end, but that, but the stories will not. I think the last time I checked, there's like 70,000 players sort of passing through, um, each day. All right. So let's take these one by one. I've got them listed. We're going to go around the panel and get input on each of these eight clips. First off, it was sort of the original, where do we go from here? The, uh, I want to point out the fact that, uh, we told, first off, I, I told someone at Frontier before this even happened, if you don't give a longer term view of the roadmap, if you just go with sort of the bug fixes roadmap, it's going to blow up in your face. People are not going to be happy. This will not be accepted. It will not go over well. You were at a deficit and you need to win people back. The way that you do it is number one, include a detailed list of, you know, fixes that you need to do. And number two, you need to have something longer looking you need to have something talking about not just the fixes but design philosophy what you're going to be putting in for the rest of odyssey doesn't have to be exact details but some sort of broad strokes to reassure people uh you saw the roadmap that they released you saw the community's reaction and now if you've noticed he specifically said uh you know where are we going from here well there's the immediate roadmap which we released but there's also the long-term roadmap, which we're going to give you sort of towards the end of June. And we acknowledge your frustrations and yada, yada, yada. Who wants to hop in on this one? Yeah, I, I will. If nobody else wants to jump in. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, okay. You want to put this out with what looked like it could have been done in 10, 15 minutes. And then tell us, oh, the, the, the design, the future, what you what the direction we're going to go, we're going to give that to you in a month or so. Don't you worry, guys. It's going to get better later on down the line. Frustrating. Maddening. Uh, I really, I mean, this roadmap, we talked about it last week. This roadmap was more of a joke than anything. It, it's all stuff that should have been in the game to begin with. 180 fixes each time. There's already been two patches and three more to go. Well, now there's been three and two more to go. That's, by my calculations, 900 things that they should have realized was probably not quite right before they released this game mm. i don't know i don't know i didn't really love much of what i heard there all right boss lady so i'm kind of picking up two different things obviously i'm digesting it as we're listening to it so my first impression is i think a lot of people reacted to the roadmap just how you said kai is that we really wanted to see more of the large scale ideas of what's coming in the future something to get excited about um even braben i think in braben's letter he mentioned that that would be something end of june so hopefully we are going to get that and i think that it is one of those things where we've heard enough of hopefully we're going to get this and i think that that's what Tweaked is really saying is, is, you know, we've been told enough that we're going to be getting that later. However, I do think that from what we've seen in those patch notes, we're getting a really detailed list. 
So it's it's such a strange combination because that that roadmap they gave us, it literally did seem like something where people were meant to fill it in later. You know, like this is our outline for what the roadmap's going to be, and we'll fill it in later. And that's basically what Arf said: is you know, I don't want to commit to this because we're doing so much. And that's what we see on those update lists, on those patch notes, is they are they're doing a heck of a lot. But maybe there's some middle ground between not telling us much of anything on the roadmap of fixes and and all the things they're doing behind the scenes. So I think there's a middle ground there. How about this as a middle ground? Look at the way Asobo does the Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator 2020 whatever thing. They put out a whole list. Frontier could have put out a list of saying, here are 800 things that we know are wrong. We're acknowledging that. We're going to do round one on this Tuesday or Thursday, round two on next Thursday, round three. Like, you, you could have just said, we're not committing to any fix on any day, but we're just letting you know, here's the list, and we, we acknowledge this, and we're working on it. That way, if something's bugging you, you could look on the list and say, oh, it's here. It's on the list. I see it. So, okay, now I know they're gonna, they're working on it. With that, that doesn't commit to any day. It just acknowledges your problem. Black Maze. This is exactly what I was going to say. I, I tend to get very loud when I don't feel like I'm being acknowledged or mm. my concern is being acknowledged. And so I don't think people give a damn about whether this is coming in week one or week two or week four. You know, if you just tell us that you're aware of all these things being wrong, I think people will be a lot more patient in regard to getting these fixed. And if that's June or July, it doesn't matter if people know it's coming soon. Hmm. Okay. Just tell us your tell us you know about it. That's all. It's it's very unclear at the moment. All the things that are in Odyssey that are working as intended, you know, these things are going to stay the way they are. Versus the things that are going to get fixed because you're you're acknowledging this is not the way it was meant to be. We're going to fix that. Absolutely. Now, clip two and clip three were both about the multiple fixes line you heard first the sort of you know on the super cruise news where uh art is on his home turf he's talking about the yeah multiple fixes we get it you didn't like that line but then you heard him talk about it on live radio where he was feeling a little more pressure and had to sort of own up to some things and he's like yeah that one's gonna haunt me till the day i die yada 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 he acknowledged very clearly that that was a big swing and a miss and I think, as as we've all said, you know, uh, a, a listing of not this is going to be out on Thursday, but these are all the things and we're going to get them in waves, you know, that would have probably been a lot better. They say that they're hearing and learning and will do better. We'll see. Because as the title of tonight's show, it says, words are wind. Um, so the next clip. The fourth clip there was talking about how the alpha was great. It all was just fantastic. Everything ran exactly as it was supposed to. And then the clip after that, clip five, was, and then it all went wrong. Uh, but we're going to try to earn back your trust. I would make the point that he says the alpha was fantastic. Everything was great. I think... Here's, here's the way that I would sort of suggest people maybe want to look at it. There was no full alpha. 
there was an alpha of targeted sections. There were three sort of mini alphas of very small areas of like, we got this, we got this, and we got this. And then there was the fourth alpha, which was literally just testing if we can transfer over the all of the tables from one server to the next. <clears throat> if you acknowledge that Elite Dangerous is like a massive game, it in fact is a one-to-one recreation of the galaxy, it's huge and complex and crazy, crazy uh, sort of immense and 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 weighty and and a massive beast which i don't think anyone that works for frontier would be surprised by here's my point how the hell do you do a partial alpha never do a full alpha skip beta entirely and two weeks after the original alpha for the first time flip the switch to like make it all merge together and expect that it's not going to shit the bed. Like, that's the kind of situation where if you're a seven-year-old kid, it's like, oh, yeah, Johnny, that 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 happened badly. Well, okay. If you're a billion-dollar games company that's been in business for many years and has 600-plus employees, that's the kind of stuff you should kind of know ahead of time. I mean, at this point... Is it too strong to say that that's just flat-out negligent or incompetence? To just expect that everything's going to work? Uh, tweak first, then boss lady. Yeah, almost naive, right? I mean, like you said, the the, the alpha was very segmented. You had, what, a 50-light-year bubble after a little bit at the most, if I remember correctly? And, and so you could jump a few jumps here and there. And... Remember, in the Alpha, they didn't even have the planetary tech all the way in there. They said, there's going to be all with the, the real game is so much further than the Alpha is. We'll have the planetary tech in when the real game comes. So the real game comes, they, they release Odyssey two weeks later. So they couldn't do any adjusting, really, in those two weeks. And they open it up to the four billion star systems that we have in Elite Dangerous and put the planetary tech in and boom. It all goes to hell, and they put their hands on their face and go, oh my, I didn't see that coming. I mean, come on, how could you not see that coming? I agree, that is negligent, it's naive, it's it's something, it's surprising to me. Boss lady. So I think part of this is what they're telling us and part of what's going on behind the scenes. Because what I'm what I'm getting the sense of is that some of this is the the PR speak or the marketing or the this is what we tell the public versus we're kind of guessing as to what was going on behind the scenes. And I think a lot of these conversations are, you know, did no one behind the scenes say this? But in fact, maybe these conversations are going on or were going on behind the scenes and we just don't know about it and they don't want to, you know, kind of air their dirty laundry. However, I do think that there is kind of that piece of, you know, uh, what is it? No plan survives contact with the enemy. It's like the same thing with uh, any sort of software or game launch. You know, no matter what, no matter how confident they were with how the, the, the branched off build was, they had to have known and decided that their, their kind of, their decision was to put up this, this everything's fine sort of, front. And and I think that's the decision that was made. And for better or worse, that was what they decided as a company was the best way to go about it, no matter what those conversations were on the back end. 
Are you suggesting that he's not being entirely open and honest? Shock. I mean, it is his job, so he has to do what he has to do. It's his job, right? Fair. Black Maze. Yeah, I just want to say I, t I totally agree with that. It, you know, when, when we hear this down-to-earth uh, Arthur speaking to us, you know, the new and improved, it, 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 that is still the PR speak, right? It's, it, it feels a little fake to me. I mean, we've got a bunch of people with liquor poisoning already because every time he said he was uh, honest and open and telling the truth, they took a shot. So, like, I'm sure a good third of our audience is already dead. But, uh, yeah. It's a situation to me where imagine, like, this, this game, Elite Dangerous, it is far more complex than, say, a car, right? A car might have, what, 30? 80,000 moving pieces, whatever. Uh, this game has billions of moving pieces. I can't imagine a single car company that would ever say, we're going to test the wheels, we're going to test the drivetrain, we're going to test the engine, and then we're going to release. Having never put the pieces together to see, you know, if it all works. Um, but he told you that they fully expected everything to go great, and then they were shocked when they hit the button, and it didn't. I would suggest that if they ever make another uh, downloadable content release for Elite Dangerous, that they maybe consider, oh, I don't know, testing it all together, and seeing if it works, or if it does what Odyssey did. All right, that takes us to stuff about the Hesperus. Now, as we just uh, uh, stated, um, early on in the, in the, actually it might've been in the pre-show, the Hesperus crew was just found within the last half an hour or so before the show started. So, uh, just as a, as a recap for anybody who may be new or maybe doesn't get the whole whatever, <clears throat> there is a storyline. Um, it started off with a, a ship called the, uh, Azimuth or no, the, what was it called in the Chuck Chan system? I forget the name of the first one adamaster that's it and then there was a second ship called the hesperus uh it's a continued storyline which basically changes our understanding of uh the initial contact between humans and thargoids it, it rewrites history in that sense and um when talking about this there were three clips that we played that were very very interesting and and i think uh, in their own way. The first one was uh, a clip where Art said that basically each section is going to go for a couple months. We're just starting round two, which is the thing that just happened, you know, yesterday that is now resolved. Um, that there are six rounds of the storyline that are going to happen, and that <clears throat> he expects it to end somewhere between December and February based on various things. And we're going to get back to that in just a second. The second clip was him saying that while this Hesper storyline, which, which actually, to be clear, they're calling, if you notice, they call it the Azimuth storyline, which I think is very, very key. I think that's important. They're not naming it after the ships. They're naming it after the company. And I think that what we're going to see is... As this plays out, we're going to see this sort of dark other side of the story where 
these azimuth people were messing around with stuff, were getting involved with the Thargoids, and that, you know, when it comes to humans and Thargoids, we might not be the good guys in this story. Um, and then lastly, there was a just a three-second clip. Art made a throwaway line when he was asked about it, about, oh, if the power goes to his head, he slipped and made a statement that, Basically, he's, you know, running a game, running a story for about 70,000 people per day, players that check in. That's an interesting thing because Frontier has never really sort of stated, at least not in any way recently, like a headcount of approximately how many people. We have Steam charts that will tell us this many concurrent users and this record and this yada, yada, yada. But we have a company uh, representative who just slipped and said, yeah, it's about 70,000 unique players a day. Um, all right, let's go around the horn. Let's start with you, Tweak. Yeah, the Hesperus story, or the Azimuth story, as they're calling it, it's fairly interesting. Uh, I, like I've stated before, I'll be more interested when I actually see it affect something. Uh, but I went and I chased down the first two legs of it, so I'll probably go check out whatever they found tonight, later on this evening. So curious about it it's it's at least something to go look at i guess for now but i'll i'll wait to hold judgment on that at least they're doing something with it uh i'm gonna say something at the end but i think you're gonna be excited with at least a theory that i have boss lady what do you think about the seventy thousand players a day and the whole azimuth storyline thus far yeah, actually, I was just hitting on that. Uh, Army Squirrel mentioned something about that. And I went, is there anywhere that we can see those stats as players? I know on Steam, we can see how many people are playing Elite through Steam. But it always surprises me when I hear how many people are playing Elite. And then how very few we we run into, either just in the open world of it or in the online community. So I, it's just one of those numbers that blows my mind because it's like, there's that many people. And uh, Army Squirrel said a good question. Is that more or less people than were expected? And how many how many people on the opening day of Odyssey were there? And how many, you know, how, how has that dropped off? So seeing those analytics to me would be really quite fascinating. It would be, um, but Frontier never sort of lets you see any of that. The only analytics we ever really see is, uh, you know, Steam charts, and that, that only shows one section of the audience. It doesn't show the people that play PC directly from Frontier. It doesn't show the people that play PC through Epic. It doesn't show the people who play Xbox. It doesn't show the people that play PlayStation. So, yeah. Now... Let me suggest something that is a theory and see what you guys think about this. <clears throat> when asked about when the storyline is going to end, Art was evasive a little bit and said, oh, you know, somewhere between Christmas and like February based on things, you know, other factors. And the, susp the, the, the suspicion was shared like, oh, you mean like player... You know choices or whatever and and art sort of passed it off as like yeah you know other factors didn't really get into that i think that the whole point of the azimuth storyline could be giving us context to our history our shared history with the thargoids what if 
because Art made a big point of saying that at the end of the Azimuth storyline, the last step is going to leave it as a big, there's going to be a big decision that the commanders are going to have to make for themselves, each commander, and that that decision will have repercussions. What if this entire storyline is shading our thoughts of the Thargoids and is going to end with us coming face-to-face with our first Thargoid on foot. And then as each player who is now face-to-face with a Thargoid on foot, you're going to have to make that decision. Do you shoot him in the face with a shotgun? Do you run away? Do you try for... Who, who knows if you meet one that's you know injured and, and, and you have an opportunity to use a med pack or something? Who knows? But what if... The reason why the story is sort of nebulous and is going to end sometime between Christmas and February-ish is because that's when they're projecting uh, as a safe date that is past console release. So they're saying, we we got this Azimuth storyline, we're going to sort of build and build and build and build and build, and then, but we for sure don't want to, uh, you know, put it to the big moment when we're not positive that everybody, including the console people, are going to be there. Any thoughts to that? Go for it. Tweet. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying all along that I kind of, I've kind of had that feeling that this storyline is going to lead us to the FPS with Thargoids, but they've got to stretch it out, like you said, so that those of us on Xbox and PlayStation can can actually join in on the fun. And it would be a fun if that's what happens, and if there's some good things in the middle of the story that you choose and make you feel like you're actually doing something. It would be a spectacular way to go. I I really hope that is what they're doing. Boss lady, I just want to additionally point out the fact that all of us have been saying we really want something to happen that's going to change the world. We want that cataclysm and wow. We want some sort of moment that's that's going to have some sort of big impact instead of just being a story. And from these clips, from those exact words, I think that's what we're going to be getting towards the end of the year. And and like you said, probably once console is stable, everybody is in the world together, I think we're going to have some sort of a big choice where the community gets to decide the future of the galaxy that we're playing in. All right. So that takes us to our next series of clips, which these ones are about uh, one issue, which is the issue tracker. So let's check it out. Do you have any updates on the issue tracker? Um, We can't go into specific detail right now, but we are actually working on something which will be showing in the next coming weeks, which will alleviate some of the um, concerns that some people have where, you know, sometimes it can seem like things can get into the issue tracker and, and maybe not be seen. Um, we're actually going to be, you know, heading that front on and, and working on that in the next couple of weeks. So we'll have more to share very, very soon on that one. One hundred percent. Look, when I first joined, um, you know, I, I was sort of getting to grips with behind the scenes and all that sort of uh, good stuff, bad stuff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And one of the things that kept coming up is the issue tracker. And it's fantastic having a forward-facing, um, uh, I call it device because it makes it easier, um, so people can see what's what's being raised. However, it's not working properly. I think we all know that. I think we've had enough issues with the issue tracker as it is, excuse the pun. Um, so we are actually working very hard with the QA team at the moment to revise some of the stuff that, how it's used, how it's displayed. And we're hopefully going to have something to share on that sort of towards the end of, end of June. 
I don't want to make too many problems on it because it's it's a it's a fair old bit of spaghetti to un, unravel. But you're absolutely right. Um, it needs to be clearer, and we also need to make sure that it's working as intended because there's a lot of stuff that the issue tracker currently doesn't do, um, which is a pain for all of us because you know it, it may not. It doesn't recognize duplicates. It doesn't put them together. So it, it makes it seem like there's a huge morass of stuff that's just there and it isn't very clear. And you're absolutely right. So it is on my agenda to get fixed. All right. So this is interesting because basically it's the same question asked in two different locations an hour away from each other. The first is what about the issue tracker on Super Cruise News on Frontier's official stream? And the answer is, yes, we're looking into it. We've got some exciting stuff, but we can't really give any details just now. We'll talk to you guys when we can. Then an hour later, on the non-official, not Frontier stream, on another source, Lave Radio, you got much more details in the answer. Yes, the problem with it is that it, it, it it's... A jumble of spaghetti code it's not properly tracking things it's not properly displaying things it's not removing duplicates we have all of these issues and we're working on them and we're going to you know in a month or so we're going to have you uh, a better working something at it we're gonna you know we're going to have it better and i i'm not trying to be you know nitpicky here but I think this clearly demonstrates to me sort of how Frontier so often misses the messaging. If all of this stuff was something that could be said openly and freely and publicly by their lead community manager on a public forum, why could they have not said those things to their own customers an hour earlier directly? Having said that, I'm super, super psyched for the issue tracker being fixed. I think it'll be awesome. All right. Uh, first up on this one is... I'm trying to look to see... I, okay. Tweaked, and then Boss Lady, and then Black Maze. All right. Do you see a trend here? Odyssey is kind of sort of broke, but we're going to make it better. Our communication is kind of sort of broke, but we're going to make it better. Our issue tracker is kind of sort of broke, but we're going to make it better. I mean... Come on. Is there any part of this that is working properly? If they tell you don't report your troubles on the forums, don't give them to us on Twitter, don't give them to us on Facebook, put them to the issue tracker, and then they turn around and say, but the issue tracker's not really working all that well. So how are we supposed to give them the issues? Uh, just It's almost laughable how nothing is working for them right now. At least nothing regarding Elite Dangerous, I should specify. Boss Lady. Oh my gosh, I am literally laughing because that's like the week I've had. I They must be having such a bad time because yeah, it does. It is. Tweaked hit it on the head. It's basically nothing's quite working as we intended. We're having to work on. I mean, that's so bad that they're having to work on the the, the software for their issue tracker to be able to fix the issues that are coming up on the game. You know, it's, oh man. They must be having, they, they must need a really stiff drink. Um, what I think about that is that they've done this, it's forced them to do what they're doing right now, which is to focus on an issue and to create a separate almost issue tracker, uh, which you guys have talked about the last couple of weeks. And so in a way, it, it it is 
forcing them to come up with a new way of interfacing with the 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 community and i think that might lead to something better going forward but ouch you know ooh i ugh, i feel them right now and any comment on the fact that on two separate things an hour away from each other they're giving out more information now all of a sudden I think your point was really good because it, it is that kind of thing like what and it may just be a case of because it was a planned stream they had kind of the points they had to get through Arf thought about it afterwards and then went oh you know I have more information on this when he got on Lave or that just the the way that Lave runs their show left the opportunity for him to say more i think actually that was great and like you said i would have loved for that to have been in the official one and maybe there's something they can do to bring that into the official more of that conversational talking about things not just short form here's what you got done yeah as sensei jimbo in the chat says we need an issue issue tracker uh black maze yeah wow the issue tracker so, uh, where to start? I, th you know what? Just to, to 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 sidetrack a little bit and talk about communication on this. Why is it that I need to watch live streams to learn this stuff? That's that's my first question because I'm not somebody that that watches streams very often. I I, I have a day job. I don't watch their news stream every day because it's during work hours. And I don't know exactly where they set this, but you know, why is this only on a live stream? I, I'm I'm an active player. I, I report a, a shit ton of bugs, even to the point where my the community communities that I'm active in, they they almost get tired of me because I'm asking for people to put their replications in, press the vote button. Guys, we need more votes because nobody is looking at the issue tracker thing that I've created. If we get more people talking about or, or putting the replication in, maybe they'll they'll put their little acknowledged emblem on it. And so I get confused. I get demotivated to create these because my friends are getting sick of me asking them to help me create them. And then I'm I'm hearing this. Honestly, this is the first time I'm hearing about it is is you guys talking about it now about them talking about improvements to the issue tracker. I, I had no idea this was even a thing. Why do I have to watch their live streams to learn about this? Mm. Uh, I've got something to add to that, but I want to let Boss Lady hop in first. She wants to double down on something you said as well. Go. I want to double down on this, and it's almost... Uh, Kai may be mad at me because this is like, uh, you know, phasing Elite Week out. No. So I come to Elite Week each week to learn these things. So even I'm a step further. I don't have time to watch the live stream because it is. It's whatever. It's two to three hours each, you know, twice a week. I don't have that much time to dedicate to just sitting there and listening to the live stream. I would like one source of media where I can go and find that out. And that's why I like Elite Week because we get to find those information out. But... What Black Maze brought up is a really good point. And it's what I've said a lot, which is if people don't know about the live stream, or like I used to be a commander that was not connected into the community, if you know, if you're checking Galnet and you see the Galnet articles, but you don't see the real life news for the game, like they're working on the issue tracker, there's no way a player is going to be able to find out about this information. So I do think there needs to be maybe something on the launcher or something 
you know, because even the forums are hard to get into and and see that news. So I, I do think that's a good, really good point, Black Maze, because you know we we're there to play the game. We're not there to watch hours of live streams just to get the news. You know, absolutely. Yay, Elite Week. Yeah. So thank you very much for the plug for Elite Week. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> the point that I was going to make, and it's very similar to what you were uh, saying there, boss lady, is. I think that for every development stream, for every developer stream, they have a list of announcements they're making. They're like checking. You see them looking over at the computer and like, oh, did I get all my points? There's some shared email or uh, list that they're all reading about, you know, through and checking them off as they go. I think that for every developer stream where they're making announcements or community manager, rather stream where they're making announcements, that number one, that all of those announcements should be dictated onto the forum. Yes. Number two, it should go in the community letter that people sign up for that right now just tells you, hey, here's a fucking paint job for your, you know, Corvette. You could be like, no. Uh, oh, oh, and also, here's the list of, here's the dictated announcements from the live stream this week oh and also in the launcher if you put it in every place if they were to tweet it out and say here's the here here's the stuff i think more people would see it and yes there's a lot of times where people say man i don't want to waste two hours watching people play the game badly i i just want to know the information if you tweet it put it in the forums and put it in the launcher and put it in that weekly letter that they send out where they try to sell us paint jobs for arcs everyone will have a much better chance of seeing it everyone that wants to or is interested enough to will have a much better chance of seeing it and they can you know save two hours of their life and not watch people running around in a conflict zone this takes us to a big one this one is going to be like nine clips, so settle in, folks. But they're all short. They're bits and bobs. There's there's just all kinds of interesting things that were said. I do want to say this as, as sort of critical as I'm being on some things. I very much appreciated the amount of information from the Tuesday stream and the Lave Radio. I very much appreciated art. Uh, they said, hey, we're going to do better with our communications. We're going to double down. The Thursday stream was an absolute waste of time, uh, but the Tuesday stream was good and useful, and the Lave Radio, you know, information that w- was released there was good and useful. So I do want to salute that, and here are a bunch of those sort of uh, little bits and pieces. BGS is, is high on our agenda, and um, I've missed the last part of that question. I'm really sorry. Um, we understand, obviously, it's caused some issue with with BGS, and I'm not ignoring that because I know players put sync thousands of hours into that collectively. Um, so I'm super conscious of it, and, and we have big discussions about it. So please, if you have a, a huge issue with BGS, can you please just log a ticket and and, and let us know? Is Vista Genetics or Interstellar the fact to be added fleet carriers anytime soon? Um, it's not. I have no news in it in terms of like it's. it's I can't say yes, it's going to be added. It's something that we know is aware of what players want. So it's in discussion at the moment. Whether or not we'll be able to add it. I don't know if that's the honest answer, um, but I'll come back to you if that changes. Uh, sharing missions with the team when update five, which will be three weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks now. We'll be sharing missions. Uh, any news on the darkness? Yes, we are well aware that one of the, the there's there's like the optimization and the game's sort of how it looks is, is trust me, it was when the publishing meeting today, they have 
a, a working solution they're, they're, they're pushing through at the moment. If it all goes to light, to light is bad. Well, I'm I guess that works. They are aware of the game, essentially. Look, it, it's broad strokes when I say this, and I'll get murdered for it, but I'll just talk the way I talk. The game's too dark. Um, so that is being looked at as a priority, and we're hoping that we'll have that remedied by the next couple of weeks. That's the plan at the moment. But as I said, I'm going to be honest with you, and I will take you with the journey that I'm on. If, if we find it doesn't work and we have to go back to the drawing board, I will tell you. Post-update 5, it goes on to talk about the two big things I know you all care a lot about and we care massively about, which is obviously optimization and the planetary tech and lighting. I have a 1080 Ti, my personal PC. It runs on high settings and I get 60 frames and it drops to 30 to 40 frames at settlements. Everyone's setup was different. This has been an issue that we weren't expecting and it's hit us really hard. That's just us being honest. It's not a quick fix for us to go in there and flick a switch. By God, if we could do that, we would absolutely <laughs> go in there and flick that switch and fix it. We are gathering as much information as we can do and we're, we're bringing it all in and we're going to, we're going to look to investigate how well we can do that. We wanted to be able to tell you on Thursday, but I, uh, so Thursday on Friday, say so the fourth, I lobbied against it until we had a firm understanding of when we could get these fixes in. I don't want to rush the dev team to make, to force an answer because they think it's, they have to say something. I'd much rather give you the right answer, which we'll have at the end of June once they've collated everything and be like, right. Okay. We know where we sit with this. We know how, how easy or how difficult these optimization milestones will be. And once we have that information, we will pass that on. Will module storage, uh, increase anytime soon? It's on my list um, of things to, to push for. Um, I haven't seen it come through as a definitive answer as yes, it's going to increase anytime soon, but I know it's an ask. So it's something I'm going back with. <laughs> so I see a few questions about VR. I'll tell you what, um, I'll get Bruce to compile a list of questions. Um, around VR and what, what guys and girls want for um, for VR answered. And I'll get those for you as soon as I can. And, uh, so I won't say as soon as you can. I will get the answers for you by, let's give me a week, so next Tuesday. Uh, cross-platform, there are no plans for cross-platform. My kind of head goes tilt when I see the figures of a, um, of a, we of a on-foot weapon having the same penetrative ability as a class one railgun in a ship yeah you know, no, it's, it's something in my mind that goes hang on a minute how could that and it kind of breaks everything in my head sorry yeah no it's it's one of those things where i'll, I'll be totally honest um because that's what i've agreed i'm going to be and and fairness i've said this regardless but in terms of balancing that that stuff we can easily tweak behind the scenes and doesn't require um sort of updates and such to do so it will be constantly looked at um and to a point where you'll probably see us put out a, a forum post on it and just be like, what, because what's working, what isn't working. As an example, I, I found a gun which I believe is game breaking. So I'm just like, I'm running around with it and abusing it. <laughs> I don't think it should be in the game. So, um, yeah, it's, it certainly needs to be looked at. I can hand on my heart tell you there is, there is stuff coming. And I don't mean like, um, fixes and stuff. I can tell you there are features coming. Um, but I need to, this, in the spirit of being honest, which I said that we would be, our priority right at this moment is making sure that Elite Dangerous Odyssey works as intended. And then we get the console version out for our console players. That is the focus to make sure that our players, our community have the game. Um, so that's the honest answer, right? But there are features that will come. There was a perception when the, the Xbox version was released that the, uh, the PC, uh, version was downgraded to match the Xbox. Now, um, 
I, I'm hesitant to even ask this, but uh, ask the question is fine. You're going to ask me, will we see the same thing again? Before? So yeah. my honest answer is, I don't know um, if I, I don't have the answer to it. So I don't know the answer. Um, I know that we have to make uh, Elite Dangerous Odyssey work on um, Xbox One and PS4s um, because that's, I think, I'm not sure if it's a legal requirement. I don't want to say it's a legal thing, but it's DLC for the game that's already on their system. Mm. Uh, what, do I think it's going to look as good as it runs on a high-end PC? No, I don't. That's me being 100% honest because I just don't think the Xbox One or the PS4 has that tech. Okay, so that's him being 100% honest again. How many people took your 17 shots for that last little round of clips? Uh, yeah. So I want to start sort of out of order. I want to do the last one first, and then we'll go back in order. That last clip, and feel free to, if you're watching it later on Video On Demand, or if you're going to watch the highlight clip later in the week, feel free to pause right now, go back, and re-listen after I explain to you what you just heard. And let it sink in and melt your brain. Literally, Colin from Lave Radio asked Art. And he was embarrassed to ask it. He actually sort of tried to bail on the question mid-go because he was like, oof, this is awkward. He said there was a perception when Horizons was released that, and it came out on Xbox, that the game was released on Xbox, that they nerfed the PC graphics to bring it in line with the Xbox. And then he he kind of was like, uh, because er, that's a thing that the company has vehemently denied till now. And Art sort of jumped in and said, no, no, go ahead and ask it. You're saying, are, is it going to happen again? Which, when you say that, you are either A, in fairness, I, I have to give him this to be fair, maybe he misspoke, which would not be a great thing for a professional spokesperson who knows he's being broadcasted, but it would be better than the alternative. The alternative is when you say, is it going to happen again? You're saying that it already happened the first time, which, oof. But then he goes on to answer, I honestly don't know. So I honestly don't know, parentheses, if it will happen again. And then I'm going to be honest with you. Honesty, 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 honesty. I'm so honest. And then he says, <clears throat> in the end, I don't think that the Xbox and the piece, uh, PlayStation can, you know, keep up with the graphics of the PC. So, yeah, there's sort of three separate levels to that which concern me the first is did he just confirm what we've all sort of known but nobody would ever admit to before that that they did throttle graphics on the pc back when they launched it on the xbox and or or, or maybe he misspoke and is this a concern that it might happen again yeah, uh, I wasn't around when it first launched on Xbox, so I'm not sure. I, I couldn't tell you whether or not PC had better graphics before they launched on Xbox. I did hear those same rumors when it launched on PlayStation that both Xbox and PC were dumbed down a little bit. I can't imagine they would want to do that. And and as far as his comments 
where he doesn't believe that it's going to run as good or be as good looking on Xbox One and PS4, that doesn't really hurt my feelings that he said that because I think what we're seeing right now is they can barely get it to work on your high-end PCs. The optimization is so bad. The frames per second is so bad in the stations and whatnot. That's never going to fly on the Xbox One and the PS4. That technology is almost a decade old now almost goes to i believe i said a few weeks ago that it would be a rough thing for a good portion of the console community but i almost wonder if they wouldn't have just been better off building it for the series x and the ps5 which is much more in line with a gaming computer it seems like they're having trouble getting it to that point and i'm scared of what it's going to do to the overall product for what they try to do to get it to that point mm. boss lady Ah, that's a good point. I was literally thinking that right while you were talking, Tweaked. I went, what about, you know, aiming for the, the PS5 and the, you know, the new Xbox? It's it's a trick because personally, I have to say I'm biased on this issue because I have been having so many issues just trying to uh, stream Odyssey. And it's it's forced me to completely update my whole, the whole way I do everything. And I know I'm not the only person. And so it, it, it it's a weird one. So going back, I have to go back and then I'll get back to that point. So going back to the difference between ARF saying, you know, this was done before. Remember, he is a player of the community. So he might have an opinion from before he was the community manager where, you know, he thought that was the case. It may not be a case of inside information on that. Like Kai said, maybe it's a misspoken or something like that. But that could be one of those outside idea concepts, not so much inside information. Um, I've been looking forward to the fact that because of Xbox and PS4, they're going to have to optimize Odyssey even further because the thing that I loved about Elite is that someone on a shitty laptop could play the game. That, you know, anybody can stream the game because it's not going to wreck their their computer. And the thing about Odyssey that's been heartbreaking for me personally is having to spend, you know, thousands of dollars to upgrade. Mm. But to see so many people knocked out of it, and that's kind of... I know this is going to throw a wrench and everything, but that's the difference between Elite and Star Citizen. Is Star Citizen is a very resource-intensive <gasps> game. Mm. I know! <laughs> um, and Elite has always been really accessible. So I do hope, in a way, that I don't want us to get nerfed graphics, but I do really hope it pushes them to optimize and allow more people to be able to get into the game again. Honestly, I think uh, Star Citizen's been running a, as smooth or smoother than Odyssey lately, but yeah. Oh, uh, no. Black Maze, you're up. Yeah, I, I, almost uh, uh, sidetracking. I just wanted to say 07 again. You got all these clips together and it was all news for me. Like I hadn't seen any of that. And there's so much acknowledgement and confirmation that I hadn't, I wouldn't have known about otherwise. Um, thank you. If I hadn't heard them here. Why, thank you. <clears throat> and your thoughts on, uh, well, hmm. I guess we can leave uh, that. Big. <laughs> you don't have yeah, to comment all, on it. All, all I can say about the graphics, like we we went to a different like different game engine upgrade, right? And and it's a huge topic, and and very like very shortly, I'm 
I wonder whether it was the right decision. There must be a hundred technical reasons why they decided to upgrade their engine and then sort of like rebuild the game up because in, 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 I think with a lot of systems they've had to, you know, all these assets that they ported over from the old engine, the materials, uh, uh, the, you know, that, that now have to work with their new lighting system, uh, that is the PBR lighting system. Suddenly all those materials don't behave the same way anymore. So they've, they've, they've got to tweak everything. Every, there, there'll be thousands, countless of materials and textures that need retouching. And sometimes I wonder if you've got this game that is eight years old. Is it eight years? I think so. Um, is it smart to go and upgrade the entire thing or would it be smarter to stay on the tech that that we've all gotten used to and and work with the limitations you have in order to continue to support uh the you know the the the, the older consoles and stuff like that all right so the other clips that were there and there were many so we're going to run through them fast because they were sort of smaller uh, one or two of them we're going to stop and take some time on the first was bgs is screwy and edo and they know it they're, they're aware that BGS is screwy in Odyssey and they want people to put in tickets. Ticks are happening in different times. Different things are happening in ways that they shouldn't. People are offering missions to, you know, kill your own faction people. Like, these are, there are definite issues and they're going to deal with that. I, I have faith. Um, the next issue was Vista Genomics and other odyssey amenities being added to fleet carriers let's take a moment and really look at this one i think that this is a absolute must have i think that there is no way that you can release a bunch of main modules like vista genomics people keep saying oh you should have ad astra in your in your fleet carrier um, you already do. Ad Astra is just the on-foot version of the shipyard. It, Ad Astra does nothing different than a shipyard, unless I'm mistaken about something. So you have a shipyard in your fleet carry already. You don't need Ad Astra. But you should have, I believe, <coughs> Vista Genomics. You should have, I believe, a Pioneer Supply. And you don't even necessarily, if they're like, we don't want to make a concourse for the fleet carriers, because that's like extra whatever. Like, A, you can just copy the existing concourse. But... If you don't want to do that for whatever reason, just put in a menu where you have Pioneer Supply so that if you are somebody that's out there on the ass end of the galaxy, you can hit up uh, um, your your local DSSA Jiffy Mart and you can buy your little suit, your Artemis suit with your plant gun. Uh, as of the change that they made <clears throat> with the patch this week, you know, yesterday, uh, every Pioneer Supply sells the level one of every suit so at least you know that if you put pioneer supply in a fleet carrier you will get uh you know the, the plant gun which is i think very very important but the main one to me that's important is you got you gotta have uh the vista genomics and you gotta have it, more so the vista genomics than anything else because the the one for the mercenary bonds Eh, if you're getting mercenary bonds, you're close enough to somewhere where you can actually turn them in anyways. But this is genomics and a getting a plant gun is something that I think that should be added to fleet carriers. And going forward, whenever they add new stuff to the game, I think they should offer it once. One time, they should offer it. The first time you log in and go to your fleet carrier management screen, if you're out anywhere in the galaxy, it should say, Hey, do you want to set aside the cost for Vista Genomics? Do you want to set aside the cost for, for this service or that service? Because those people who are out there already 50, 80,000 light years that away, 
as part of the DSSA, they shouldn't have to come all the way back to get the module. Like, it's being added to the game, just the same way as when they added Horizons, they added to all of the ships, if you have a ship that, you know, could have it, they added the, uh, what is it, the, the landing approach suite or whatever. They should give all fleet carrier owners, when they flip the switch on Odyssey, the opportunity to have those modules if they want to pay whatever is the fair cost that they figure for those. Uh, Boss Lady, you're up. So this is one that's also near and dear to my heart. I really, really, really was hoping when we booted into Odyssey, we would have the option to at least choose one suit. Now, I get why they want us to go to a, you know, a concourse, go into it, but thousands upon thousands of explorers had to trek their way in just to buy the suit and then go right back out. So it was just kind of a silly detour that was thrown into it. I really, really think that it's important that be able to buy that exploration suit is, it, it should be allowed. It should be allowed on the fleet carriers. Now, Vista Genomics is a must. And this is something that Frontier did really well with the fleet carrier beta. When they rolled out the fleet carrier beta, we did not have universal cartographers. And, and what they said at the time was, we want people to come back in. We want, we want to give people a reason to come back in, but we hear the community and bing, bang, bong, they got it in there. They got it in when the fleet carriers went live. Everybody said the same thing when we were testing out Odyssey Alpha. And we said, we need to have Vista Genomics. Now, I think most people here know why, but I'm just going to explain this. If you die on foot or in an SRV or in any sort of silly way that happens a lot, a lot while you're exploring, you now lose all of your information. So before you died in an SRV, no problem, you're back in your ship. Now you die in an SRV, you lose your exploration data, you lose all of the plant samples that you have gotten over however long you are. And if you're out in the middle of nowhere, not close to um, Explorer's Anchorage in, in Sag A or Colonia, you're screwed. You have to be so careful. And there might be one part of the community that says, oh, well, that makes it even more dangerous, more exciting. But as an explorer, losing that is devastating and has made people quit the game before. So please, please, please put this to genomics turn-ins on fleet carriers. Please do. Having a level one Maverick suit only cost, what, a hundred grand or whatever. It's, it's pocket change. They could have just literally said, yes, you want the combat suit? You got to go buy it at the store. You want the... Tinker suit, you gotta go buy it at the store. But the exploration suit, the Artemis suit, that's the one that just everybody gets for free. Just the same way as when you buy Horizons, you literally get, okay, here you go. You can have a a, a free uh little buggy with your in your in your sidewinder to start. Like it, they just give it to you for free because you bought the thing. I, I say you give them 40 bucks, they give you the stupid plant gun for free. And that way, everybody, any, it doesn't matter. If I was on Distant Worlds 2 and then retired from the game and come back five years later and say, I, I want to play this game. I see this thing with plants. That looks cool. But I'm 50,000 light years away from anything. Yeah, you should be able to just say, hey, I paid my 40 bucks. They gave me the stupid plant suit. It's, it's one thing. It's just one. Just the one. Uh, Black Mace. Yeah, I totally agree. I think everyone should really just have access to all the suits, really. Uh, just a base suit, why not? Who cares? 
Um, to respond to what Boss Lady was saying about, you know, when you die on foot and losing all your data, I think something that would be really nice is, let's say that you've scanned a bunch of stuff and you're on foot or you get in your scarab. It would be really, really nice that it sort of worked like data or inventory. And if you would dock up with your ship, it's now safe in your ship, you know? And if you die on foot, that's fine. You respawn in your ship, but your data is fine. It's tied to your ship. I think it's really weird that the data, and I think it was uh, Osashis that first told me about this. I think it's really silly that the data is tied to your human, whether you dock and undock with your ship or not. It's such a weird concept. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting. Although they've sort of, I think, I mm, don't quote me on this. That may have been changed with Odyssey. I know of somebody who said, hey, I died and I still have my combat bonds. What's up with that? It may be that it was a bug. Probably it's a bug. Or it may just be a feature they didn't tell us about still. We'll see. Uh, the next point was team missions. They're coming uh, after patch 5, so the end of the month of June. Yay. Uh, I mean, the fact that there were zero wing missions or team missions, now they're called, in Odyssey was... Just weird, so that's good. The next was kind of a big point. They acknowledged flat out. They said it on the stream, the company stream. The game is too dark. We know that. There's a bug. There's a problem. There's a something. We're working on it. I was. I thought that was pretty cool. I was. I was definitely, definitely interested in that. Uh, Black Maze. Wow. Yeah, I, I forgot about that, actually. Again, so watching the, the videos that you compiled for us just there, that was the very first time that I have ever heard an acknowledgement from EvDev in relation to this. That that was a shocker. When, when I just heard it for the first time, I was like, wow, they've actually said the game is too dark. It's been how long? Um, I respect what he said in relation to we're trying to fix it. It might take some time. That's cool. I don't care how long it takes you. If you, you've told me that there's an issue you're trying to fix, that's perfect. But why, again, is this in a live stream, in a one-liner? Why is this not acknowledged on the forum or on the launcher or wherever in writing so I can read it when I have time? Black Maze, clearly because Frontier Development loves Elite Week and they want to make sure everyone watches. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the next thing was post-update 5, they are going to be working on optimization and planet tech, both of which they acknowledge are a problem. The next point was module storage increase. They said, yes, we're going to do that. Well, we're working on it. We're looking into it. We're whatever. He kind of started a little more uh, uh, sort of... Uh, forceful or, or 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 like more confirming and then he kind of came went back and said well you know it's a thing that i'm definitely pushing for okay cool uh after that vr answers yes i see vr questions you know we at elite week have been trying to make sure that we're inclusive to all of our commanders brothers and sisters out there whether that be the pc console divide whether that be the pancake versus or flat screen versus VR divide. We, we've been supportive of basically all of the different people and, and hoping that everyone sort of gets their piece of cake. So it was good to see this. He didn't confirm anything as far as, hey, you're getting this or that. He just, we're going to address some of your questions and concerns. Right now, they're in the hot seat. They're feeling the pressure and they know that everybody's pissed off at them. This is the perfect time 
to try to push for some kind of answer, some kind of acknowledgement, some kind of oh, any 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 kind of forward momentum for for your cause, for your community, for your uh, uh, viewpoint. And he started to say, "I'll get back to you later." Then caught himself and said, "Actually, I will get an answer for you." on tuesday i'll give you in a week so it was tuesday so i'll have an answer for you next tuesday here's a little thing though and it wasn't in the clip he's going on vacation on uh monday he's he's got next week off so he's gonna have to get somebody else to answer that question because i guarantee you next week on elite week if we have not gotten an answer on tuesday we will raise it and we could play the same clip and we can say hey man Remember how you said you were going to do better and that you're a man of your word? Well, you promised something that never happened. So now that we've said that out loud and I happen to know that several of them listen, hopefully you'll get an answer. The next point, we're going to stop on this one. He just threw it as a one-liner. It was like a six-second clip. Cross-platform. We have no plans for cross-platform. Next. And just moved right along. Who wants to go first on the cross-platform issue? I have a feeling the tweak does. Go for it, tweak. Yep, you know that I do. No cross-platform on the roadmap for now. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Now, I know Elite Dangerous is a complicated game, but a few years ago, cross-play was pretty rare, right? So I understood it. Didn't see it on almost anything. Now, I turn on my Xbox and... There's at least a dozen games right off the bat that are cross-platform. I can play Ark with PC friends. I can play Fortnite. I can play Forza. I can play all kinds of games with PC friends, with PlayStation friends. And it's the wave of the future. It is just a thing that's becoming more and more common. But FDev just seems to be blind to this. They seem to be blind to something that a bulk of their community wants. I think Boss Lady said it a little while ago. She was surprised at the 70,000 a day number because you fly around the galaxy and you don't see anybody. Guess what? If we had crossplay, you'd see more people. The galaxy would fill up. It'd be more exciting. I don't get it. It's, it's frustrating, really. In fairness, Tweak, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's fair to say that it's something that they're blind to. It's something that takes a lot of work. But I agree with you 100%. It's something that the community is telling them is worth the work at this point. It's time for it. Black Maze, you're up. So what I've been led to believe is that peer-to-peer networking is beautiful, a beautiful platform for crossplay. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm not technical enough to, to, to make that statement, but I've been told. Um, take a game like No Man's Sky. I've understood that's peer-to-peer and the crossplay in that is phenomenal. With that in mind, yeah, I too am surprised there is no cross uh, cross crossplay. We have uh, the Elite Racers community for sure, where we have Xbox racers and PS4 racers, and we never get to play together. It's such a shame. Mm, absolutely. And Boss Lady, you're wrapping this one up. I think you're muted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have to click the right thing. Sorry. This is mm. part of the, the, the technical issues because of Odyssey. So, <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. And I'll just say from a community standpoint, being able to do things with everybody in one place at one time would just be a dream. And it's strange since their goal is to make the world more populated, to get people in there playing together, that it's not on the books that it's not high on the goals that they're talking about all right tweak you got one more on this go for it 
Yeah, I kind of do. If you remember early on in the Odyssey uh, media blitz, I guess, one of the things that FDev was really stressing on all fronts, and I believe it was, I believe you interviewed Al Hibbert on this very channel, and he stressed it, was bringing the community together. Players playing with players, players interacting with each other. And this is just another way they could have really brought that together because they really haven't in many ways with Odyssey to this point and crossplay would have really done that. I disagree. I think that Odyssey has done a phenomenal job of bringing all the players together to express their unhappiness with the way Frontier has launched Odyssey. <laughs> I oh. knew you were going to say that. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Next point uh, was on Lave Radio where uh, Art was pressed and he was a little uncomfortable. Was pressed on, hey man, what about the balance between on-foot gameplay and ship gameplay? Now, I actually showed Shan, I sent Shan uh, a picture showing the DPS, the raw DPS of a grade 5 uh, plasma weapon uh, versus a uh, in-ship, uh, on, that's on foot, rather, versus a, a ship level 1, uh, size 1 railgun, and that the plasma weapon actually does more damage than the ship weapon. And uh, so... I may have sort of set a little trap there that, uh, yeah. Uh, and Art's response was, yeah, man, my plasma shotgun, I think that's broken. It's way too good. It's It shouldn't be in the game, but I'm enjoying it while I got it. Uh, but for sure, we should make some changes on, on that stuff. Uh, Black Maze. I remember, I don't remember, I, maybe this was during the alpha or even before, probably even before. There was the magic word, <laughs> combat triangle. Hmm. I, I when yeah this was before alpha for sure combat triangle it was going to be ships SRVs and people on foot mm -hmm. right where is that I, I honestly think with the, the the features that we have in the game right now this this combat triangle doesn't really exist and for that matter I, I don't know how important it is that ship weapons or I should say that that on foot weapons are so strong against ships because they hardly ever meet but I, I could be wrong on that yeah, no, so the combat triangle turned into a combat sphere, and then the combat sphere just fucked right off. Uh, it, nobody's heard from it ever again. Uh, so, yeah, there was that. Um, then uh, the last one was, hand on my heart, new features are coming. That was great to hear, because they've never put it anywhere on the forums, on the whatever... That was very, very good to hear that it's like, hey, it's not just bug fixes. There are new features coming to the game. I was very, very pleased with that. Anybody have anything on that before we start the next section? Go ahead, tweet. Yeah, my first reaction was much like you. I was, oh, that's so refreshing to hear they have a vision for something down the line. But but then I got to thinking, I said, well, wait a second. If it's not cross-play and it's not interiors... So, uh, what is the vision? Because you're not specifying on anything. Is it more garbage on the floor of a zero-G station kind of thing? Or what, what are we doing? And I got to thinking, the only kind of content that would please me more than those other two things, or as much, maybe, would be full atmospheric landings. With, But that oh, would be with like things Jesus. to do, things to see on these planets. And I, don't, I, don't, I can't trust or believe that they're going down that road right now or anytime Sweet. soon. So... 
tweaked. You sweet. I, I, I wonder. I wonder if these features that are coming, they have features planned. Are these features that were supposed to be here at launch that they couldn't get out in time and they're just going to use them for future stuff to give to us now? I yes. Don't know. Yes. So, so first off, with your idea of full atmospheric landings, you sweet, sweet summer child, that's not happening for years. <laughs> um, here, here, here are some examples of features that could happen that I would be very pleased with. New ships, new SRVs. Doing something with the whole plant gun to make it an actual loop instead of just point and win. Doing something with engineering, or sorry, not engineering, um, the the, uh, the 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 scavenging that would be more than just cut open something the size of a lunchbox, click three things, you win. There's lots that they could do that would be great, and I'm excited, and I'm not going to let you make me not happy about it yet. Black Mace. I think there's a point to what Tweak is saying. Um... I just remembered. First, again, what you're saying, Kai, I think there's going to be lots of little things. Absolutely. New weapons, SRV, whatever. Uh, to what Tweak was saying, something that's bothered me from the start of all the promotional video we got. We, we saw lots of promotional shots with blue skies, right? And I scoured these shots and I looked over them and there are genuinely shots where you will not see any star in the sky uh, above their bases. And then there was that live stream with Dr. K. Ross where she talked about these atmospheric worlds uh, mm -hmm. and the visible stars. And she commented, well, you guys are just being silly. Of course, there's going to be stars visible because these are tenuous atmospheres. They are very, uh, very light. So I had a bit of a... I, I was confused at that because I was like, well, you showed it in the promotional video. So it's, it's a bit strange. So then I had a look, right? Mars. You can't see stars on Mars. So I had a look at uh, the atmospheric density there, and it is, so Earth at sea level is one atmosphere. Mars is 0.006. And that is enough to hold sand in the air to obscure stars. 30% 30, uh, 30 Earth's gravity, I believe, something like that. And that confused me. So I went and had a look in game. I had a look at EDSM to see what can we actually land on. And we can land on planets that are as dense as point let me get this right, 0 0.098, which is close to 0.1. So that's 10% of Earth's gravity, almost. Wait. Atmosphere. And that, yeah, atmospheres, yeah, 0 0.1 yeah. atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And that confused me. So I'm thinking they're holding back, long story short, I think they're holding back with some of these slightly denser worlds that we might get later on that do obscure stars. But it's like a thing that's going to come later. That would be cool. I, I We're not getting water worlds and earth-like worlds just yet but that that would be cool at least yes yes all right so that's going to take us to our next section of videos which is on monthly dev updates this to me is where stuff starts to get really really good post update five once we uh, so at the end of june we'll, we'll be able to deliver to you uh, sort of where we're at when we'll talk to you about like where we're sitting, we think Odyssey Odyssey sits, and where we're going to be focusing our attention, and then where we look at performance and sort of uh, planetary tech, etc. That's going to come at the end of June. That gives us a time to assess it. In terms of our comms that goes after that, every single month we're going to have a developer. Um, I, we haven't decided a name yet. Again, in the spirit of being honest, we haven't you haven't named anything yet. Uh, we're going to have a show with key members of development that are going to come on and, talk, and bring us all through the journey of development. So how it's going to sit with um, 
the optimization, how console development is going, what features we can talk about, because there are features that will be coming into Odyssey and um, that we are keeping and we are be ad- will be adding in as extras uh, to the game, which I think are really, really cool and really, really fun. Um, and we'll, we'll do that month on month. Yes. No, look, so I think, I'd, again, it, it is written in there in terms of like in that roadmap afterwards in terms of like we will discuss new features that will be added to Odyssey because there, there are new features that will be added to Odyssey uh, in between, uh, at, so, so like towards the next big, so I guess when it's console, it comes out. So with console and then beyond, there are more stuff to come in. That's been worked on right now in terms of what we're going to, how we're going to deliver that and how we're going to display that to you, to everyone, which is why I've said to, and, and the one thing I'm very keen on, and I'll be very honest about this is I don't want to knee jerk to everything. So when someone says, you need to do this and then we come up tomorrow and we say something, I'm like, it's cool. I get people are pissed, but I'd rather wait until the end of June, get the information. So we're very clear and, and internally, are very clear on what we're delivering and when, and then I can speak with confidence and allow my team to speak with confidence about what's coming. Um, so that's why I've said, look, give us the end of June. Let's assess everything, like the the, the issues with, which I know have come up a lot, uh, performance, uh, pantry tech, et cetera. We need that time to go through all those files, look at what's been fixed, look at how things are running, um, to assess like when and where that can be addressed. And then also, that's why I've said every single month there'll be a developer, and I haven't got a name for it, but a developer show where they'll come on. We discuss... Um, uh, what's going on and we discuss, um, potential, uh, sort of, uh, roadmap milestones, as it were, um, which is in terms of like how we get on with development, how's console coming along, uh, what features are we, can we expect? Um, how many features are we going to be adding? All that sort of stuff. I would like to give these answers out. Um, and even if we say it'll be four features, show one of them and keep three back as a surprise, then I'd rather do that. I'd rather, as I said before, I'd rather be confirmed and tell people the, the answer than just say nothing. Yeah. So um, to answer your question, end of June, there will be like, this is, this is what's coming at the end of June. We'll have an update for you on everything, but please allow us this time to get to the end of June so we can at least get all this in order and be like, right, we, we know when we can say what, how, when, and where we are development wise. I understand that the, the talk is cheap and that is one thing I've, I, you know, I'll take on all of my chins. And, um, but on the flip side of that, I will say that we've set out like once a month, we'll have developers on, we'll talk about, um, actual milestones of development of uh, both Odyssey on PC and the console release we built up to it. And then we plan to intend to go on beyond the launch of uh, console as well and keep that momentum going and be like, right, here's what we want. Here's some direct feedback from players to actually talk to the devs. Um, and that's not just to say we'll just do that once a month. We'll probably have like special shows where we get guys to come and talk specifically about a certain thing. All right. So that's good stuff. Now, you know, again, this might be stuff that people had not heard, but... End of month of June, they're going to have a breakdown for us on where they're at with planetary tech, the lighting, and optimization. And every month after that, they're going to have developers on for a special monthly, once a month, developer update where they discuss milestones on new features, the console development as how how the console is coming along, uh, other things with optimization, and future features. I will point out one thing. He said, like, even if it means, you know, we tell you there's four features coming and we tell you what one of them are and we hold three back to be a surprise. Yeah, don't do not do that. We're not children at Christmas. We already paid for all this shit. You didn't get it done. You're now telling us we're going to tell you about the stuff that you're already owed that we're going to give you several months from now. Just be as open and honest as you can there's no reason 
to try to have a Cracker Jacks box surprise and say like, oh, we didn't tell you about this. No, just just tell us the stuff, man. We we need you to tell us the stuff. You said you're going to do better with communication. Part of that is not keeping pointless secrets. Tweet, you go first. All right. There was a couple of things here, really. Uh, one, the first thing that I took out of this being a console player was, wait, there's going to be new features at console launch. So, like, I maybe haven't seen everything in yeah. Odyssey that I'm going to get when it comes out. That that was eye-opening for me personally, because I've said it before. Part of the huge downer for us console players is, especially if you're like me and you're watching all these streams and you're looking at trying to learn about all this stuff, is there's nothing new. I've seen it all already. So when I get to play with it, it's going to be stuff that I've already seen. So the fact that there might be a few new things, that's encouraging dev diaries or i guess you could call them dev diaries every month going on out what a brilliant idea it's almost like they've already done this at one point or something it would be spectacular if we could have different devs on every month and give us an update on what they're working on how we're going to balance this how we're going to get rid of of uh logging to get your mats how we're going to get rid of that how we're going to balance this it's so much could happen if they actually stick to this plan. Boss Lee. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Kai, on that one. It's like, yeah, you know, it would be nice to have a surprise. We expected a surprise when Odyssey went live. And I don't really need a surprise. I want something to look forward to. It's like, yeah, when you're a kid, you don't want to know what's in your Christmas presents. But when you're an adult, you want to plan your vacation. That's mm -hmm. where we're at. And um, I want to I want to plan my vacation. So please, thank you. Yes. What kind of kid were you? I always wanted to know what was in my presence. I would shake them and hold them upside down and try to get the weight. Wow. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next up, and this one's going to be a little interesting. This one's going to lead into, actually, a segment that uh, uh, Black Maze is going to do. Uh, I'm going to play you three clips of them talking about Planet Tech this week. And then Black Maze is going to have a little talk of his own about Planet Tech. So let's hear what they have to say first. Uh, da -da -da, someone's asked, is the Planet Tech works as intended? So if you're asking, is it working as intended? Uh, no, and there's, there's multiple levels for that. Okay. And I don't want to go in and overstep my mark with dev. Um, well, I think we've cleared this up. There, there is, there is, there's some issues around, um, uh, graphical issues that are compounding other issues that so it's it's a there's a huge sphere around oh, unintentional puns today zach it's like bingo <laughs> uh there's a I lot even of that one. stuff at work here with planetary deck it's not just about a button you press um and also i want players to understand that um you're seeing things that we don't that should be displayed the way they should be displayed there are clearly graphical errors um that are being remedied and fixed every single update so we want to get to update five and see how that works and then we'll take a look at the bigger picture I, I think that's a, it's a fair comment. And I, I do think it's one of the things we didn't stress enough, which comes down to poor communication on our part. It's just explaining that when that button was pressed, just the impact that would have. And I don't think we stressed that. Now, I know we said it, but they're saying it and saying it, right? And I don't think we said it enough where we were like, look, this is, this is what happened when the planets will change. Um, it was more like it was a response to a question. And that's poor form. And I'll take it on the chin. Um, I'm not going to make excuses because people aren't here for excuses. It's just accepting and moving on. There are bugs and errors that are making these plants look far worse than what they should look like. And hopefully, uh, we'll get those, um, fully ironed out before update five. 
uh, comes in later on in June. But again, it's one of those things where if at the end of it all, um, we sit down and we go like, right, we've done all we can do. We've got it in. It is working as it is. But, and, and again, forgive me, I'm talking layman's terms when I, when I do this. But if we look at the end of this and we say, right, we've got it all in. This is how we think it's working. We'll, we will look and we will see how the community reacts to, um, all the planets that, are, that people find in Odyssey. Now, I wanted to stress here, I'm not ignoring people saying they can't find these planets or I'm not saying like, they're wrong. What I'm saying is it's been two, two weeks and two days since we've, Odyssey's come out. So give it some time. And if at the end of that we think, no, this just isn't good enough, we need to get this better, then potentially we could look at re redoing all the geometry stuff, potentially. But that is no way um, an easy thing. And this is what I want to go back to my previous question. When players say, I'll oh, just push the button, it doesn't work that way. You can't just, just go in there and, and redo the galaxy. I know I joke about it on stream about with K press this big red button, but it really isn't as easy as that. I would just say we're looking at it. We're investigating how players, what players are finding. And if it turns out to be this, this huge issue, then of course we'll address it. All right. So that's art saying flat out. The planet tech is not working the way it's supposed to. There are bugs, but not getting into detail. So it may be that there are bugs, but there are also past that sort of design philosophy problems with what they did with the planet tech. And he says that we should have the planet tech working by the end of the month of June as we want it. After that, after uh, patch five, if people see it, working as intended and they still have a problem with it well that's going to be a serious issue but he did not rule out he said that you know it would be possible at that point that they would revisit making some kind of further adjustment to it now does anybody have anything on this before black maze hops into his piece on the planet tech all right go ahead tweet yeah, I thought, on one hand, it was good that he acknowledged that it wasn't working properly, but he kind of spoke out of the other side of his mouth, too, when he said, well, it's only been running for two weeks and two days now, so not everybody's found the good shit out there yet. So I thought that was kind of an odd thing for him to say, but it was good to hear that, that, that they're acknowledging the planet tech is broken on multiple levels. So uh, hopefully, uh, I think it's kind of a naive or maybe a cute thing to think that they're going to have it mostly done by the end of june I'd, I'd be surprised if they could get that fixed that quickly but here's hoping boss lady it is very refreshing to hear them admit that it is not working correctly and i'm looking forward to black maze's uh talk on this because i think he's gonna echo anything that i could say yeah as for me I'm going to hold off on judging it until I see after when they say like, okay, it's all working properly now. Bugs are gone. I'm going to hold off on that till my final judgment. But I will say this. While he said there are clearly bugs that are making it worse, they didn't say, but the underlying whatever is this or that or the other. Like the, he could have gotten into more details to say what are bugs and what are features and he specifically chose not to, or, or just did not for whatever reason. So having said all of that, while I'm withholding my judgment, I am a little suspicious and a little wary about where this is going. And with that, Black Maze, uh, do you want to start? How, how did we land on this? Do you want to start with your explanation and then do the video or start with the video? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk for a bit. But honestly, okay. you, you guys are putting the pressure on here. I mean, I didn't like 
prepare like a proper rant for this. But first, I had a question because I heard Arthur again. I'm I'm listening to this this communication from Arthur in the Elite Week stream about the live stream from FDEF. So that communication is is complete news to me as well. Mm. And some of the the shit that I'm I have been bitching about and was about to bitch about, and I guess I still will is in relation to the fact that there is no communication. Mm. So again, hearing this now on their stream, I'm like, dude, I've created two forum posts that have blown up with 30,000 views or 100,000 views. What is it? Thousands of pages by now or 100 pages. And I don't know. It's got so many replies with people posting examples. Why mm. is there not a single community man manager that has gone in there and said, guys, guys, we're aware of this. Don't worry. We're, we're checking it out. Why is that only happening on the bloody stream? That confuses me to no end because I'm sitting here raging wondering like are you going to acknowledge this and then they do on a stream and I, I wasn't even aware about it in the beginning we only had Apex so everything you saw was in approach from Apex or on foot with your own ship it was a bit vague we didn't know and then when we did raise concerns obviously the the main message was you know this is an alpha branch there's stuff from the planetary tech that isn't in there. And that's all been reiterated and that was clear and, and we waited. And then obviously there was the launch and it was a bit of a shocker. Uh, and I did, uh, well, initially I, I made a video with some surprises and then I put it on the forum and there was lots of talk there about uh, uh, other people with other examples that were even more blatant than the ones that I found. And I guess, you know, the preface any criticism elite really is my mojo uh i, I play it because i love it i love exploring mining racing driving all of it uh and then we have odyssey uh the dlc and it, it kind of broke the planets uh again most people know about it by now but i guess what i should say about it in summary is that all of the planets are tiling you know in, in case people aren't aware of the issue so you, you'll have one planetary feature that you see on a planet and then if you follow the band around the planet, you'll see all those same features repeating, which was a shock. And, and by now we know, especially with, with Arthur's message there, even though it wasn't specific, that is probably a bug and will get fixed. Um, a, a bigger shocker, though, is today or yesterday, we, we found out that there is there are planetary features like imagine a canyon ridge in a certain shape that you can find on one planet and you will find exactly the same canyon set on a different planet. And I think this was a big fear that lots of people had. Uh, we had Dr. K. Ross come onto the one of the live streams, of course, during the Alpha, I think, talking about planetary tech. And she mentioned that they went from a Horizons mathematical system that generated canyons to a system that uses, let's say, handcrafted pieces. And then there is this, this complex system that will place these across the planet in a logical way. And I was like, oh boy, I, how is that going to work? Like, I get it, but are you not going to, how are you going to randomize that enough that it becomes unrecognizable? And, and certainly they have failed. So there was someone on the forum that posted a picture literally with two planets that weren't anywhere near each other. I mean, it doesn't matter if they were, but they had the exact same canyon ridge. And and that was a big shocker for me. So uh, I, I made a, I guess you're going to show the video I, I, I gave you, right? 
Absolutely. I, as soon as you're done. Yeah, cool, man. So the, I, the pictures I, I up did. On screen. So here's the thing. Um, if I raise a concern and I see that there are so many people, so many other people also raising that same concern. Of course, there's lots of people saying like, dude, there are some gorgeous Odyssey planets out there. And I agree with you. There is some really pretty stuff out there. But if I see other people acknowledging the concerns that I have with even worse examples that I personally could find, and there is no response from FDev, I'll just keep shouting. I'll just get louder and louder, you know? And that's why when I saw this latest example, I ended up making a letter. I hate to use the term open letter because all I'm trying to do is get my point across. So I, I wrote a little letter uh, in Notepad, put it in a video, spoke the words, and uh, checked out what the community thought of that. And there was lots of support for it. Of course, there, again, there's some people that say, dude, it's not all that bad. Uh, there's some people that now made me aware, you know, Arthur did speak about it a little bit. So uh, take into consideration what you're about to hear. Uh, is with the full assumption that there has been absolutely no word from FDEF other than in one of the patch nodes, a message stating, you know, there's more to come on this. Um, again, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting louder and louder the less I, uh, the, the less I hear. And in the end, I just want to keep unique planets that are worthy of exploration. And I'm fighting for that thing that I love. That's all it is. I respect that totally. You want me to go ahead and play the video now? Yeah, go right ahead. All right. Dear Dr. K. Ross, thank you, the planetary tech team, and the entirety of Frontier for all the incredible work you've done to give us landable planets during the release of Horizons. Because of your work, I've been able to do something I've always dreamt of, to reach for the stars and discover. One of my favorite aspects of Elite is that thing that is always waiting for me across the horizon the next exploration trip. While playing the game normally and going through all the hoops of regular gameplay, I always know I have that one prospect to look forward to. To go out and explore the countless unique worlds and see what they have in store. When Horizons launched, there was a lot of work to do to get the planets looking as amazing as they do now. Because the tech was new, people were patient and it really did pay off. The planets are quite something to behold. You gave us incredible planets to look at from any point of view and from any distance. Their colors look natural and their features were visible from high in the sky. After picking out something that looked interesting, one would descend down and find more detail creeping into view as they got closer. Vast canyons with sharp ridges, random flow in the terrain, and you'd be guaranteed that you discovered something unique each time you looked down. You mentioned during a livestream, I quote, for Horizons, that terrain is generated entirely mathematically. There was a lot of effort put into representing the kind of shapes a hill or canyon makes, just using maths." End of quote. And it works brilliantly. The canyons and other terrain features created with the Horizons tech can be truly breathtaking. You also mentioned, I quote, "...to look forward to whatever comes next for Odyssey, I wanted a system that was robust enough to handle things without having to do another remake of any of the tech. That's why it's changed and we have all that new detail." End of quote. I think this is where it has all gone wrong. 
I'll preface the coming writing by saying that this letter is a direct result of the radio silence on the matter. We're now four weeks into the release of the new Odyssey DLC. Evidence is mounting in relation to issues with the planetary tech generation and we've received nothing more than one line during a patch note that reads, more info is coming. With Horizons, people were patient because again, the tech was new. That is not the case this time. I am not patient. In Elite, we've discovered less than 1% of the Milky Way. That is still an almost countless number of worlds that people have discovered, explored and played around on. You and your team have created a new system from the ground up that quite literally erased those years and years of discovery. It's a bit like taking a photo book that's full of wonderful pictures and throwing them into the fire. The new system shows a lot of issues right now that are serious cause for concern. The forums, the YouTube videos, the friends I talk to, all agree in unison. The new tech is a downgrade. The new tech does not inspire the will to explore. The new tech is uglier and the new tech is broken. I don't want to go into detail again in relation to all the issues previously discussed, but I will quickly summarize them. Planets look ugly from an altitude because terrain does not appear natural unless viewed from a low-angled sun. Terrain pops into existence bluntly as one descends. There is no smooth transitioning to help make this look natural. All terrain features are tiled across planets, repeating in patterns which mean that one side of the planet looks the same as the other side of the planet. Terrain features are no longer mathematical, unique, chaotic and random, but instead come from a system of handmade assets that are reused across planets like stamps, meaning no planet is unique. On the Odyssey system you mentioned, I quote, we have resources that represent the shapes and the types of features that we'd want to generate in the first place. And we've got some stochastic sampling and blending to put those together, end of quote. It really shows. I've mentioned this already, that the new planetary tech system appears to be the absolute killer of exploration. If planets are not unique and beautiful, why would I go and look for unique new planets to discover? I'd like to finish this off with a quote from Cenk Seotome, because he said it better than I could. I quote, because obviously they're not manufacturing each of these worlds. It's a Stellar Forge, but it is not the Stellar Forge we know and love. We make the joke that the Stellar Forge is drunk sometimes, but there is something genuinely beautiful about the chaos and the madness of the things Stellar Forge could come up with. There was something wondrous about it. And now it's an exhausted intern with a box of stamps and a billion forms to fill out. And it just grabs a bunch of stamps and stamps them onto the paper because it just doesn't care. The wonder is gone. The magic is gone because Stella Forge's soul was being crushed and ripped out of it. That's why it's all so depressing. End of quote. Dr. K. Ross, as a customer that paid for a fully-fledged and completed DLC that was to improve and extend my game, I ask you, what happens next? Signed, Black Maze. Let me start off right away. I want to say, like I said, I'm I'm reserving judgment on this until after you know whatever end of uh, when they say end of June when they say hey this is all whatever this is resolved and this is now working as intended. And at that point, I will I will decide 
hey, are these problems still there? But they're definitely concerns now, and I, I, I completely understand being worried about it. I will say <clears throat> that uh, I absolutely love and adore uh, all of us do here at Elite Week, Dr. K. Ross. Uh, if there's any issue of criticism to be uh, leveled, at least on my part, it's aimed at the company. Uh, I, we'll never know behind the scenes, you know, what decisions were made for what reasons, who was told to do what, uh, who was given resources to do what. Um, <clears throat> I, I truly believe that Dr. K uh, wants nothing but the best for the, you know, the, the, the work that she does. But, you know, she doesn't own the company. She works for somebody. So in the end, whatever criticisms I raise, uh, I raise them and I, I, I level them at management. Or if, you know, you can level a criticism at a community manager, you know, at, at the suits. That's fine because that's, you know, that's that's the, the side that they're in. Their, their job is to handle that and, and to deal with that. But, um, yeah, so that's 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 my only point. But. I will say after having seen that video, <clears throat> I have legitimate concerns that when the bugs are resolved, there may still be lingering issues that are not bug related, but are design related that, that, that worry me. So we'll have to see how it plays out. Does anybody have anything they want to comment on this? Go ahead, Black Maze. I'll just say, of course, uh, in, in, in response to, to your statement there, I, I totally get it and I respect it as well. I Again, this spawns from the communication aspect, right? There's been so little. Mm. And when when I started with a video and a forum post and another video and another forum post and the, the hundreds of replies and the no messages, I am all like, I, I think people sometimes underestimate how loud you need to be in order to keep people moving. Because if we don't make any noise, for example, we had lots of issues in alpha that if we didn't go loud on them, nothing would have happened. Uh, so that's that's the the point where I'm coming from, right? So I went for the, like, I purposely went and called her out, if you want to call it that, uh, specifically to try and spark some controversy. I'm trying to get people talking and uh, fully respect that she is not in control of what happens, when it happens, what we communicate. I fully respect that. And again, it, it comes more from the point of trying to get people talking. And I, I think I, I surely succeeded there. It's good to see we have now some confirmation in the live stream from Arthur, despite it not being very specific again. Um, yeah, let's wait and see, I suppose. I, I, I was shocked again. Uh, can you imagine going out exploring and not finding planets that are unique? Like just going to a planet and knowing that that specific asset that's morphed with another asset might be found on a different planet looking maybe a different texture color or whatever, but that canyon edge that you're looking at is not unique, but handmade. Mm. Damn. Yeah. Uh, boss lady. So this is one where I, I have to kind of be careful of how I say this, but from having information about how the new tech was, the different layers of it, and I think Dr. K definitely went into that on her live stream. I think the goal with this new tech was obviously to improve upon what 
we had, you know, to make it better and to make it even more unique and awesome. And I think that with what Black Maze has highlighted, what the community has highlighted, I think that this is a big... I think it's something that Frontier is going to really be working on. I don't think this is something that they intended. I don't... From all of the information that I heard prior to the launch of Odyssey and everything prior to the launch of Alpha, this is definitely not what they intended with the planet generation. It was supposed to basically use the mathematical generation that we had in Horizons and then almost layer on the the textures and the extra blending and, and all of the extra pieces on top of that already solid um, base, right? So I, I don't know where, where that's gone wrong, because obviously I'm not a game developer, but I do think that the intention is to create something that's improving upon and adding on top of the already awesomeness, not to create copy and paste stamps. Are you saying you think that they, they, they went the route of going on top or are you thinking that would have been better? Sorry. So from the information that I had, that's what the plan was to go on top of, like to add on. So basically, if you think of it like a layer cake, the, the base, the foundation was the Horizons planetary gen that's based on mathematical. And then on top of that was going to be all these other layers. So not instead of, not as a replacement of the Horizons planet gen, but as extra. It's almost like planetary rendering added on top. Let me throw out a... Just and first off, I'm a marine. I'm an idiot. I don't know how any of this shit works. But let me just throw out a what if. What if they made a bunch of stamps of this whatever, right? That are sort of cookie cutters, but they're small and they go in different places. And as Boss Lady is just sort of suggesting, they're supposed to fit on top of the terrain of Horizons that such that. When you add sort of an, a, a, a certain quantity to a, a noise level, you get variations on that that go all different kinds of ways. But there's a bug that's causing the normal horizon noise level, the normal horizon um, sort of geometry of, of, the, of the landscape to be flat. And as a result, what you're seeing is instead of adding... You know, like, let's say the thing that they were adding, I'm just going to make it super simple. They were adding five to all sorts of things. But if you're going to add five to two and five to a hundred and five to three million, you're going to get, you know, seven, 105, three million and five. But as a result of a bug that made the base landscape sort of be flat, you're getting five, five and five. And then people are going, hey, I see five everywhere. I don't know. I'm an idiot. Maybe that has makes no sense at all. Blackmail? Yeah, so just for the record, the, the Horizons planetary tech is gone in its entirety. That system is not used. And, and this is coming directly from Dr. K. Ross, right? To quote her again, I wanted a system that was robust enough to handle things without having to do another remake of any of the... That's why it's changed and we have all that detail. They have gone for a completely new system and without having all the technical details, I understand that the Horizons system was primarily based around mathematical stuff that they had programmed in such a way that it would completely randomize 
stuff that looked like canyons and their new system is based on a height map thing again i don't know all the technical details but i know it's not based on that math anymore i do think as well on the subject of those stamps like if you had a thousand stamps and you're going to rotate these and overlap them with other stamps and get them in together i i appreciate i even think they do that with star citizen you can get it to look good and again i trust that she and her team can do it absolutely again though they've not told us that what we have now is not what we're going to end up with so uh, I, I again now we have some confirmation from arthur that it isn't the way it is supposed to be that's good news uh again let's hope uh, let's hope for more well more than that he says in the end if after the bugs are fixed it still is a major problem for the community then they will have to address whether or not to reopen it and to, you know, take further action to adjust it. So that's that's also hopeful. And his last, remember his last comment was that talk is cheap and he knows that. So, yeah. Let's jump into the next <clears throat> clip. And this one, there, there's a couple hundred of you guys watching live right now between the Twitch and the YouTube. And you guys deserve a little little candy for sticking along through all this so how about this one right here let's see if this one does a little something for you because i think it i'll be honest and tell you at the moment there are no plans for full ship interiors that's that's a fact and i, I think i expressed this on one of the streams before as to why they weren't going to be going in and we did put it in the forum post and it simply is at the moment it doesn't add enough value to the gameplay loops that is that is what is the, the belief behind the development team i.e that the complexity around add this in and it's not just adding in a ship interior like are in other games it's then when you go in and you add a ship interior and you have all the various modules laid out in different different locations how it's going to look and then be able to walk around them and then it's the well then i'm i've landed at base i'm under attack and i want to get away but it's taking me 30 seconds to run to the top of my anaconda because this is now a one-to-one scale of my ship and i've got to go for every single door etc etc and i've been blown up and this isn't fun anymore or I'm now bored because I just want to get on my ship and I'm sick and tired because I went to land, get out. It's it's great to have, and I can see it from both sides. I love the immersion stuff. I'm all over it, um, and I think it's fantastic. But I also look at it from the other point of view. If this doesn't add anything, it's going to get boring very quickly for people after that first 10, 15 times. If you're in a big ship and it takes you 30, 40 seconds to get through your ship to get off a planet, and then to get off your planet to go into a station when you might drop something off, it will become tiresome because it's not even a it's not a lift where you're just going in and you haven't got to do anything. You're actually gonna to have to run around and do stuff. I don't know. That's my thoughts on it. It's not necessarily FDOs, but at the moment it doesn't add any value. They can't see the value added into a gameplay loop. If that changes, perhaps I'll go back and relook at it. But at the moment there are no more plans. That's me being honest. I said before on the stream, it may not be the answer people want to have, but I'm a big fan of I'd rather give you the answer than say nothing. Yeah. Uh, ben? Right. Probably two things. One, have you ever played Pulsar, uh, Pulsar Lost Colony? I have not. Right. That is a game where you are basically five people crewing a starship, and there's people of you... It's, it's a... Um, and you're basically, you're running around, fixing opponents, doing all that stuff, and it is probably one of the most hectic and immersive and brilliant games crewing is it, I mean uh, um we are all doing your own jobs a bit a bit like what we could have done with multi crew but didn't um and there's, there's just so much potential 
that that game can. No, look, look, give I'm you not gonna, a devil give you a better answer to this than I will, right? And I'm not gonna. I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm being confrontational because I see people in chat game. No, you don't. No, you're no, not no, listening, no. and we all want shipping tiers. You just. You just not listening to us. Um, let's let's be frank about this. What you're asking for is a fundamental change to the game. Oh, gotcha. So you're asking for us to create um, these giant customizable units of space to be multi-crewed, then fly through in the speed of time that we're doing with Odyssey on a one-to-one scale of the galaxy. It's not a small task to take. Um, and when you have a look at all the other stuff we could have added in, I guess that's the t- decision they made at those early doors. So people just saying, I'll oh, just do ship interiors. It's not, it's not a just do ship interiors, right? You don't just yeah. go around and go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to model every type of ship interior to its scale. And these ships are huge in comparison. So I think players realized that when we started showing Odyssey off um, sort of in, in, in the alpha and people stood next to Corvettes, et cetera, et cetera. You want to model that Corvette in a one-to-one scale, walk around it, um, and then you're going to ask for various functions to be taking place within that Corvette whilst you're flying, and it's all customizable to the modules you set in it. And then if, say you have passenger cabins and you have your passengers in there, the next question is going to be, I want to see the passengers, and then I want to interact with my passengers, and then you're into a whole different game. And at what point do you stop? Because there's a point of where we're trying to get to, which is it's a sim, and we want it to be enjoyable. Now, again, I'm not. I'm, this is me speaking as me, as Arthur, not as, as FDev. It's my, it's my own rationale I put behind this. Again, I would love to see ship interiors, but I do appreciate you're asking for a significant step change shift in what the game's actually doing. Um, and that's the question is, once you, once you go down that road, at what point do you stop? Another example that we've built into the structure of the game is um, ship interiors. Now, a lot of people have seen, you've seen that we're designing all the ships with the interiors in mind, how the cargo is unloaded, all of that sort of thing, uh, how damage occurs. And that's because that another thing that we are doing, um, again, down the line, is that you will be able to walk around inside your ship. You'll be able to get out of your ship, walk around inside space stations, other vehicles, all of that sort of thing. Um, We've shown um, the damage on the ship, the damage models. Imagine looking at that from inside the ship outwards, seeing your cargo flying out into space, seeing the flames, trying to fight them. Um, All of those things that we plan with time, they won't be at the first release because we want to do them right. We want to do them well. Um, All of these will be done as updates. And I'll, I'll talk some more about that in a second. But the point really is it we want to do it well, but the game has to be structured in a way to allow it from the start. So we're designing the ships so that they work that way and so that when we come to do it, it's not a problem. When we come to show all of these elements, walking around the ships, walking into other people's ships potentially, potentially stealing them, we have got in mind all of the things, all of the gameplay, the really rich gameplay that that entails. And it's, you know, to go back to what I've been saying right from the start of this Kickstarter, what is the game I want to play? This is the game I want to play. Because actually, in many ways, it doesn't feel like a game. It feels like a world that I'm being brought into. And with each of these um, subsequent updates, we expect that world will get richer and richer. And more and more of the things that we are excited about will be there. You know, you will be able to walk around the spaceport. You will be able to see gold being loaded into someone else's ship. You will be able to sneak in and hide in amongst the cargo. All of those things are phenomenal gameplay opportunities um, where that ship might actually be the ship of another player. So just think where that all ends. You know, all of these things I think we need to do right. 
I would love to see players running around their ship uh, and other ships dealing with emergencies and repelling borders, cleaning up toxic spillages, exploring derelict husks, uh, that sort of uh, mischief. What I want to see in future releases of Elite Dangerous will be more ships, more diversity in, in design and uh, in the looks of the spaceships, uh, the ability to walk around them, particularly the big ones like the Anaconda. One of the things that we've implemented on some of the larger ships is based on a grid system of um, metre squares. So the cockpit is of a certain size and within that there's a lift shaft and that shaft will then channel down and be the same position throughout the ship on all the lower decks. Planning for the future where on the one hand you have um, something like a Cobra which actually is a giant vehicle with a huge ladder you get out of you know, that, um, or an Anaconda which in itself would probably be the size of a level in many of the first-person shooter games that I've played. What's really exciting is zero gravity. Um, that's something you, you don't see in a lot of games and being able to sort of float around your ship, float through the corridors and float out of your ship and sort of climb around it and fix something on the outside, I think that would be really cool. Um, I'd love to see that in the future. I'm really looking forward to zero-g combat, getting out of your seat and then being in an atmosphere that has absolutely no gravity. How is that going to work? I'm really looking forward to playing that. I love things like walking around inside the ship and the space station. So, yeah, I don't think I really need to say anything. I think the editing said it all. But uh, I'm going to let you guys hop in. Uh, boss lady, why don't you go first? On oh man, <laughs> I was just sitting here going, "Damn, that was great editing." So, I guess my first thought on this one is: this is the difference between the Kickstarter dreaming of what you want the product to be, and midway through rolling the actual product out. I was here when we had the conversation about why ship interiors is probably not something that's going to be easy to do, so I won't repeat that, but I think for David Braben and all of us, the idea of Elite Dangerous is to get completely immersed in this world, into being out in space, being able to, like he said, see the cargo getting loaded on, walk up the ramp, and at least teleport at the door. Um... I don't think it would be a completely different game, but Arf does have a point. At what point do you draw the line? So I think that's one of those questions that I want to ask other people about as much as talk about. But for me, man, I would love to be able to walk around in the cargo bay or just even in the pilots, you know, in the, the cockpit. You can do that in VR. Please, please, please let us just wander around our cockpit. I would be so happy for that. So, yeah, that that edit. Oof. Right on, Black Maze. Yeah, well done, Kai. That was that was that was that was great. I I once once in a while I go back to these old videos, and every time I do, I get a little bit depressed because you know it's it's the the vision we all had. I mean, I don't know how long you guys have been playing. I've been from the start, and and. Oh, from the start, I always expected that would happen. And I think there there have been a lot of design choices over the year that at least personally, I don't think were the right ones. Uh, I, I would have had uh, walking in ships way earlier. I think, you know, when you have that sim, uh, 
I, for me, it would have been great to have that much earlier, and I still would have very much liked it. I, I remember playing games like Star Wars Galaxies, where you know you you were able to walk around in your ships and then interact with modules. And of course, it was super basic, but I was literally hanging around with with guys in my big yacht, and you know we had a party and all that. And damn, would I love to immerse <laughs> myself that way in Elite? That would that would be incredible. And and it it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Tweet. Oh, where do I begin with this? Where do I begin? <laughs> How about I am not buying? And this is at least the second time I've heard that that BS excuse. Oh, it's not going to be fun when you got to run all the way through your anaconda when you're getting shot at and you get blown up. Bullshit. Pardon my language. I want to be Han Solo running up that ramp, racing to the cockpit to fire up those engines to get the hell away from whatever's firing at me. I want that excitement, that that thrilling gameplay. It's such a poor excuse to say, oh, it's going to take 30 seconds to run through there. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to. You don't have to start at the very back of the ship and go through on all of them. That's not the way the, the entrances are on all of the ships. To say... I can't imagine what gameplay we could have. You just heard David Braben himself give you three different examples. How about a science lab for all this exploration that you're doing in Odyssey now? You take some of those samples into the science lab, actually do some things and get some information about it. How about derelict ships? You have ship interiors. You, you've come across a derelict ship out there. You can board it and scavenge on it and do all kinds of things. There is so much gameplay that can come about from ship interiors. And I get it. I get it. His, oh, you're asking for a fundamental change in elite. Yeah, we are. And I know it's going to be hard. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but guess what? You're freaking game developers. This is what you set out to do. This is your job. You set out to make an immersive game where we can dive into this galaxy that we all have fallen in love with and believe that we're there. And without the addition of ship interiors, that's done. It's gone with everything the Odyssey has and no ship interiors. Uh, no way. It, it, you can't have it. it. We'll all go to Star Citizen. We'll all go to the next big thing. Uh, it, it's just so short-sighted to think, oh, this is too hard. This is such a fundamental change. We're going to give you this little thing and that little thing and this little thing instead because this isn't important anymore. Can I... To see the fundamental change from where David Braben was years ago to where we are right now is depressing. So I'm going to point out a couple of things. First off, Art said, you're asking us to redesign everything so that we can make ship interiors. David Braben says, that's why from the very beginning, we're designing all of this with ship interiors in mind. We're not going to have it now, but fundamentally from the beginning, we're building it with that as the goal. So it's not really changing anything. Uh, <clears throat> I understand it would definitely be a lot of work, and I think that it would probably be worth it to put, oh, spaceship interiors in your spaceship game. I think maybe people would like that. You talk about, uh, you know, well, people are going to get bored with just walking through. No, no, they're not. I play Star Citizen. I do not get bored at all from walking through my ship. It, it offers so many opportunities. You had developers talking about how they mapped out all the square feet and they had the elevator position set for you know very specific reasons and whatnot from jump. You've got <clears throat> developers talking about how what they really love is the idea of like, oh my god, imagine zero G and getting out and floating around. 
Yes, I do want to go to there. I want to imagine Zero-G. I want to imagine EVA. I want to imagine all kinds of fun stuff I can do. Now, for art, you know, you're fairly new to, to, to this, this project as far as coming on as a, as a community manager. So let me just point out, that was a little history lesson. Now you see what your boss says about spaceship interiors. Can I ask a question? Sure, sure. So Odyssey was a big expansion, right? <clears throat> It, 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 just I, I know for example like there, there's been people uh, querying like what would you prefer to have first in what order would you like to have content what if just this is to gauge how how, how important ship interiors is to to you guys what if you didn't get the new planetary tech you didn't get conflict zones but you got ship interiors would that make would that have made you happier uh yeah but slightly the, the so the the new planetary tech and and all of that stuff like the conflict zones the running around on foot doesn't excite me oh sorry the combat on foot doesn't excite me the running around on foot excites me because it uh, it, it's part of what's necessary for running around in your ship too like they had to design all of that um I, i honestly for me I would say my one, two, and three would be number one, give me ship interiors. Number two, give me crossplay. And number three, give me continue the line of atmospheric landings, like you know, water worlds, gas like gas giants, earth like worlds, yada yada yada. But yeah, um, can you can you imagine if we had <coughs> boarding mega ships? That would be cool. That would be very very cool. Sorry, I'm speaking out of term. I'm just getting everyone imagining things. The whole the chat's going yes, 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 yes <laughs> on my question. I think people really like ship interiors. Yeah, no, uh, we did a poll and 98% of the people said they wanted ship interiors. Uh, Obsidian Ant did a poll. 98% of the people said they wanted ship interiors. Uh, Down to Earth Astronomy did a poll. 98% of the players said they wanted ship interiors. I'm sensing a reoccurring theme here. Yeah, turns out people want spaceships in your spaceship game. Who knew? Uh, I also want to give a huge shout out and a salute to Ben Moss Woodward of Lave Radio for having the balls to tell Art flat out. Hey, have you heard about this other game? They do this cool thing where you work together to fly a ship. Kind of like what we could have done with uh, Multicrew, but never did. That was, uh, that was choice, my friend. Uh, boss Lady. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I think we all are on the same page with this one, which I'd never really thought about it, Black Maze, in terms of would you trade blank and blank for ship interiors? Because that's basically what we would be asking for. We if if we could go back in time to when they started in on Odyssey and they did a poll of the community, they would have gotten this 98% of us want ship interiors because you know, there are there are a lot of games that are on foot space-based games. And yes, I I love getting out and walking around and I love the, you know, I'm one of those rare people that I'm just loving the game because I'm out there, you know, taking plant samples and I love all of the stuff they've given us. But I think if you had asked me you know, two years ago, right after Horizons kind of wrapped up with a lot of the stuff that they had, what was the next thing? Yeah, walking around inside my ship and being able to do inside ship stuff would be high on that list. And 
it does it does beg the question what is going to be on their roadmap at the end of the month i hope we do see ship interiors somewhere very far off in the future even though we've gotten that pretty definite this is not part of odyssey what's the next you know what's the next dlc and it's yes. sad to be thinking about that already you know it, i feel really sad that we're already like hey can we get the next dlc odyssey was uh you know yeah yeah, yeah. but can we get the next one yeah i think um I agree with you 100%. For those people that say add ship interiors to Odyssey, like that's not realistic. That's not really, that's not f sort of fair to expect because it's too much work. But if they were to come out and say, hey man, we're going to give you a couple of ships, we're going to give you a couple SRVs, we're going to do a little of this, we're going to do a little of that, we're going to fill out the NASA gameplay, we're going to give you some fun stuff. And then. Me personally, I would like to see Frontier release new paid content every year. I would like to see them go to a model that's much more agile, that releases smaller stuff. And if they were to say, hey, a year from now, we're going to give you, you know, walking in your ships. We're going to spend a year and we're going to just, you know, grind it out. We're going to, I don't know to what extent they we were told that they had designed the ships with walking in ships in mind from the beginning. You know, but I don't know to what extent over time there was more stuff that needed to happen or whatever. Okay, fine. But like, commit. That's the next thing. We're, we're working on it. That's going to happen. Uh, I would be, as Black Mace has said repeatedly earlier, you know, I don't, I'm a big boy. I don't need it right this second. But if I know that it's coming, I can go, okay, all right, good. Cool. It's coming. There's plenty to enjoy in Elite. But just, I feel like Odyssey has been extra grindy extra soulless pew pew shoot a guy in the face and not any of the high-minded more scientific more thoughtful more whatever that i wanted out of odyssey uh, that i wanted out of that i come to elite dangerous for that doesn't mean that they can't turn it around that doesn't mean that odyssey can't go down in history five years from now ten years from now they look back at players look back at odyssey and say man that was such a great expansion because it gave us the building blocks of walking around on your feet and from that in the next expansion we could walk around in our ships in the expansion after that we were doing all kinds of crazy you know archaeology through alien ruins in the expansion after that we were you know landing in earth-like worlds and like doing mineralogy and what like there's tons that Odyssey can be a useful stepping stone to get to. I just want to see some sign that this is going somewhere good and that this is not going to just degenerate into Fortnite in space. Because that, I'm not down. All right, last call. Anybody got anything else on this, uh, on this, on this this video of teaching art why ship interiors is a good thing according to david braben go ahead black mace yeah i think oh. tweak wants something separate go ahead tweak sorry well i was just gonna say that i don't i don't really think that it's necessarily a trade one for the other because if you look three years ago before we knew what odyssey was the number one request from the community was space legs it was and it makes sense what we have in odyssey right now is a good base to build amongst all kinds of other things that can lead you to ship interiors and being able to walk around your ship. But for them to come out and say it's not on the roadmap, it's not happening, is just a major oof as far as what 
is their vision for the future of this game. I'm I'm with Kai. I, if it's not shift interiors and it's not crossplay, what could the features be that they give us with Odyssey or down the line after Odyssey that keep us all totally enthralled with Elite Dangerous? I don't know. I don't know what it could possibly be if it's not one of those two. Black Maze. So one of the things I think that came out of Odyssey really well is the settlements, the new Odyssey settlements. They're beautiful. There's seven different economy types. Every type has four different sizes. That's, what, 28 types of... Like, there's a lot of incredible looking assets in there. The rooms are different. There's different dorms, different cabins. Everything is beautiful. And one of the things that that really helped me immerse myself in Elite with this with this expansion is finding a settlement that looks pretty with a faction that I want to get close to and, and improve on. And just landing on the base, getting out on foot, walking to the terminal, grabbing a mission that's for on foot, going back in my ship, doing it, coming back there to hand it in, grab a new one. I, I honestly have been loving that. And then between missions, I'll, you know, there's like the tourism settlements where you've got all these, you've got the bar. There's actually a bar in the tour, tourism settlements. Um, and it's just such a, a great feeling uh, in between missions to to go in the bar and just chill for a couple of minutes and, and go do another mission. And I, I really, I agree with what Tweak is saying. I would love to extend that to ship interiors. Like it, it, Odyssey can very much be that building block for sure. But wait, I'm confused. Black Maze, don't you get bored walking in the same settlement over and over? Dude, I'd fucking walk that settlement <laughs> up and down every day. Just imagine what you'd do with the ship. All right. Even the screenshot opportunities. I'll shut up now. Yeah, I get you. No, no, no. I get you. It's all beautiful. All right. That takes us to our moment of Braven. Every week, that yes, the, the last thing was more just educating art. This this is going to be the real moment of Braben. Every week we pull a clip of David Braben from years ago. We listen to what he had to say and look at it through the viewpoint of what we're dealing with now in the game. So without further ado, uh, please enjoy this clip of him back from develop from like, I think it was like five or six years ago. No, no, no. This was from eight years ago. Uh, check this out, and then we're going to talk about it. So we're in the expo, and uh, look who I've just bumped into. It's David Braben. Um, David, so how has your develop been this year? Oh, good fun. i am just finished giving a talk, um, but as always, you bump into so many people at develop and have ad hoc, ad hoc discussions. It's, uh, it's great fun. So your talk this year? Uh, it was Redefining Alpha. It's looking at the process of game development in the new era where we can um, prioritize things the way that makes sense to the to the new you know the developing in public essentially you know where you, 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 you it, it, that's a nice phrase I like that developing yeah. in public yes it, it's funny we're sort of it's the way we sort of we're developing a game and shipping it as we develop it so there are some interesting different priorities there and so uh, obviously you're going to go through the whole thing but pick out one of the things that you highlighted in your talk as a, as a, as a new trend or new thing to think about um, I, I think it's trying to make sure what you put out is, is very focused and that you communicate very strongly with the people who are engaging with the game. That it's a two-way process that they feel that they're being listened to as well. And I think certainly from, from my side, it's, it's, been, it's been enjoyable and it's been really positive, really really useful. Hopefully it has for the backers as well. And yes, because of course the game is a Kickstarter game, so it's been quite a 12 months for you, hasn't it? So you big Kickstarter, 
floated the company and I understand there's some big things in your personal life as well. That's right, I am uh, getting married to my fiance this month which is a big moment in my life and uh, so uh, yes it's an amazing year and of course uh, they're a release of Elite Dangerous. And so just talk me through the whole Kickstarter process, how, is it, how has that been for you and uh, obviously you're talking today about the Alpha and in terms of the communication and what you need to do, um, how has it been different overall to development of games previously and is it something that you would like to do again? Uh, yes we would very much like to do it again, I mean the, the, the way it's different really is um, you know that we're we're developing with like-minded individuals. You know, when you're um, working with a, uh, a publisher for, the, for, for sound reasons, um, you know, the, the people involved are all, um, you know, they're looking at it with sort of different agendas. You're writing for an imagined audience, and everyone is sort of second-guessing what they might like. And so the, the, there are various competing things. One of the things is you end up trying to simplify things. In my view, often too much. Um, you know, the, the audiences aren't stupid, but sometimes with focus tests on a small period of time it can people can you know it, it, it can give the wrong impression and I think the other thing is that, that, that this the, there is a concept of a, a vertical slice which has always frustrated me in game development and uh, we don't have to do that when we're developing public and that is wonderful the concept of vertical slice I was trying to figure it out and I've got a few ideas in my head but elaborate on that one well it's one of these slightly naff terms the theory is imagine a cake with lots of layers if you slice through the layers you get a little bit of each layer so you have an idea of how the game would feel um, one of the problems is uh, it means you end up prioritizing things that are really not a risk they're not difficult to do but often they're quite expensive like generating artwork and all that sort of thing um, whereas if you have a very focused approach on the risks in order which is essentially what we've been doing with the elite dangerous game where we've been nailing the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay the network play and so on um, you actually not only do you de-risk the project you but you mean it, it means it's built on very sound foundations you know you're building things out one by one rather than a little bit of everything which isn't quite as high quality as you'd like so there you have david braben telling you that vertical slices are a bit naff uh which for americans it's basically saying it's kind of shit um <clears throat> and yet basically our alpha was a vertical slice well three of them uh and we got the result that we got. Um, I, I, I love seeing a younger, sort of excited David Braben there, uh, who's just on the launch of Elite Dangerous, the original, full of ideals, full of uh, excitement and energy for what's to come, and lots and lots of possibilities. But uh, looking at it through the prism of odyssey i think kind of puts us in a very very different uh space who wants to go first and comment on that i'll say i <laughs> met david braben f def mm. it doesn't I, I i think this is discussed more often but how how involved is he still with the development how is he making choices it's it doesn't feel like it I, boss lady and i love uh, yeah I meant David Braben. Sorry, I love David. Braben. I get. Oh. I I guess I'm speechless. It's one of those things where it's just it's so hard to watch that version of where things started right now because you know 
I, it's beautiful to see how excited he was and how, you know, I'm just picturing right now, and this may be totally different, but I'm not picturing that same level of like, oh, this is amazing. And, and you know, I'm so excited about where we are and how we're, re we're pioneering how alphas are done and they're open and they're in the public and everybody's involved. And obviously, that's not, you know, those ideals, once they, they hit the the tires hit the road. You don't always get those ideals, but it's it's kind of sad and it's also inspiring that, you know, that was the vision that could be the vision and just seeing how excited he was then and, you know, I, I just would love to see that again. I'd love to see him that excited about what's going on with Elite these days. Wait a second. Here's a thought, boss lady. He was talking so excitedly about how much fun it is to be developing in public, like shipping as you develop. If you look at it from a certain direction and squint, that's what we've got now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. It is, huh? Tweaked. Yeah, that's exactly what we have right now. They're, they they released an alpha, quote-unquote, kind of, sort of, and they're developing it as it goes. But the one thing that kind of struck me was audiences aren't dumb. Our customer base is not dumb, he said. But the way they talk to us and the way they have talked to us for the last few years, they think we are. They're, they, they sound like they think we are anyways. They don't talk to us like adults. Tuesday was maybe the first time that they did that when they said no ship interiors, no crossplay. Okay, at least we know. Uh, am I happy about it? No, but at least you told me something. But mm. you didn't tell me where we are going instead. But it's just, I agree. I wish we could get David Braben more involved. And don't get me wrong. he I, I believe he was somewhat involved. I mean, in his early talks, he also talked about walking around stations and getting out on at settlements and stuff. And, and we are now getting that. So this is still part of his vision, Odyssey is. It's not polished and it needs to be polished it's a lot still mm. but it's still part of braben's original vision but my fear is the future we, there's a new game director involved that's that's been here for a couple of years and i'm I, I don't know that i have the same faith in him that i had in well i know i don't have the same faith in him that i had in david braben mm. all right guys this has been this has gone long we got to get out of here soon. So I'm going to wrap things up with just a real quick, I want to say two things. The first, Down to Earth Astronomy put out a phenomenal must-watch video. Don't only, don't watch it and, and, and like, okay, I'm done. Also, bookmark that video. Throw it in your Elite. We all, let's be honest, we all have a bookmark folder in our browser that says Elite. Throw that video, start it, throw it in your little folder because... That video is tied also to a spreadsheet, and in that, <clears throat> it shows you every one of the Odyssey mats, like what has a use and what doesn't have a use. That will save your ass so much hassle as you go forward, because you need to know you're going to fill up on all the stuff with this crazy, stupid grind, and when you do, you're going to need to know what you can get rid of to make room, because... More than half of the materials, as we discussed last week on the show when we had Astro in, more than half of the materials are useless. They they literally are vendor trash. The only point of them is to sell it for very small amounts of money 
and to screw up the RNG table so that you can't get the opinion pulse that you're trying to get. So, yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, all right. I want to say that for as much frustration and as much uh, sort of criticism as I've had over certain things, I definitely do appreciate that Frontier has said, we're listening, we're learning, we screwed up, we know that we owe it to you, we know that it's going to be a fight to get it back. I need them to continue to do that. They put out a very good Tuesday on the Thursday stream. They put out a massive patch, which I, I didn't even mention. It's in the show notes. They, there's patch 3 and patch 3.01. On Thursday, they put out a massive patch. They could have used that opportunity to go in-depth. In Final Fantasy XIV, when they put out a patch, when they put out their big content drops, they literally <clears throat> have the community team get together and they read through the patch note line by line and they say... Oh, this one says this. Oh, we talked to one of the developers. What they mean by that is this. And they kind of put it into straight English for people, which does an amazing amount of work to edify their community and let them know like, oh, this is what that is. That is what that is. They literally do like a two and a half hour long, they call it a live letter for that game, where they go through all of that stuff. Can you imagine how great it would have been if on the Thursday stream, they picked apart those notes. They're, they're, they're touting this patch is great stuff for us. Okay. Spend some time telling us about it. Instead, what they did is they went in there and ran around in a conflict zone. And I was in the chat and I even said, hey, uh, would people like to see, you know, management of the community on these streams instead of them running around shooting guns and whatever? And, you know, how about, you know, if they were to go through the patch notes and explain some stuff, answer questions, get it, you know, Get, get some information for the community. And Art saw my comment in the chat and literally just gave a very flippant, yeah, no, that's not what these are for. These are for us to play the game and to relax and have fun. And if you don't like that, then this isn't the stream for you. That to me doesn't sound like a guy who meant it when he said two days earlier, we know we screwed up and we have to do a better job of communicating to win back your trust. But... I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree. Maybe you guys like the Thursday streams as they are. Um, <clears throat> let's go around the horn. I, I with, with that criticism in mind, though, I do want to say I feel like they did better this week than last week. So I, I'll give that a plus, you know, baby steps, I guess. I would like to see them I, call me silly. I think that the community management team might want to manage the community on 100% of their streams instead of 50% of their streams, but, you know, whatever. Uh, let's go around, say all of your piece, whatever you got left, and uh, good night to the beautiful people tweet. Yeah, uh, just on that last point, I totally agree with that, Kai. I, I tuned in Thursday expecting them with their new communication method or, or, or ideals, and, and all it was is, nope, we're going to play the game. We're not going to even mention that there was a patch. And we're sure as hell not going to tell you what was in the patch or talk about it. And I watched them go down. I basically gathered that they weren't going to tell anything. So I tuned out. And it's absolutely ridiculous when the community is on fire and they're putting out patch after patch after patch. And a patch came out that night, the night before that stream, 
and they didn't even address it. To me, that's silly. I don't tune into those streams to watch them play the game. I can tune in to boss to get way better conversation and a way better community if I want to tune in and watch somebody play the game. Never should be that way. That 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 to me was what a step forward on Tuesday and two steps back on Thursday. So we'll see what this week brings. Boss lady. That oh. that being said, go ahead. Good night, everybody. Uh, good night. <laughs> boss lady. Oh no. Tweets. Damn it. <laughs> um I was going to say the the I've been given this a lot of thought since listening to last week's episode, and I think the thing that would be really awesome to see with those Thursday streams, yes, they want to have some streams where they are playing the game, and use that new or not master player aspect to their advantage. Like Kai said last week, they the, one of the best ones was where they were getting taught to do the wall climbing. So so learn from the community. Bring bring people in and they've done that. They've brought in um soldier sailor to do Thargoid combat or things like that. You know, be the be the the student. Uh, the community managers can be the student and then have these experts teaching people because then then people tune in to see it. You know, they want to see, they can learn from it. If the community managers are the people who are being the, you know, the, the person that's having to be the person to learn, that helps because they can ask questions and things like that. But when it comes to the patch notes, I agree. I've seen some other communities and that's all about how the company sets up those community streams that is completely out of the control of the employees that is all about how the company itself decides what they want to do i think it would be great if they could have a segment where they did you know even even like um trevor trevor noah on the daily show does like this is the news but it's all the news in like one minute mm -hmm. if they could do that with the patch notes where they just went through and talked about it talked about how it links into some of the things that they've been hearing from the community and and feed you know get that feedback going back and forth where they're saying hey you know here's this patch notes but you guys have been telling us this and look look here it is on the the patch note or you know this is in there well maybe none of you know what that is i do think that would be really helpful i don't think they have to completely throw out the gameplay but maybe just shift it a bit you know shift it so that it's it's interesting. It's people are tuning in to learn something. That's that's always the point of content. So, um, other than that, have a good night, guys. This has been this has been a crazy, crazy, crazy elite week. So, anyway, <laughs> have a good night, you guys. Right on, Black Maze. I like that the wall riding stream stood out to you. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I definitely think the live streams are a good platform for, uh, platform for things like that. Uh, I'll, I'll add that I think that the basis of communication should be in, in writing and then they can go over that in the live stream. Um, you know, if there's important things that you want your community to know about, don't do it in a live stream that only a small portion watches. Put it in writing, in a newsletter, email, uh, and or the forum. Make sure that everyone has easy access to that. And then, yeah, spend time talking about it in your live streams and, and doing fun things. And I hope for the next time, Kai, that we speak, it'll be about fun stuff. Think uh, Rebuy Unlimited, <laughs> racing, because I'm, I'm fucking done with all this negativity. Oh, yeah. uh, there's a lot that needs fixing, but I'm, I'm ready for... Uh, for good things and thanks for having me again and uh 07 to everybody listening 
Yeah, thank you, brother. All right. Good night, beautiful people. We love you one and all. The name of this episode was Words Are Wind. As our community manager uh, stated, he understands that talk is cheap. Uh, I guess sometimes you just need more than words. Yeah.